Hello and welcome to episode number 66. Just missing one six. There we of go. The third hour. This is one of your hosts, Anthony Abatolo. I am still alive. Yeah, we're not we're not dead. Also still alive. Yes, we're not dead. Not quite dead yet. Also here in this medieval world of mine is my co-host, Usman Jimmy. Hey. Um Yep. <laughs> You're not dead either. I'm not I'm not dead. We are alive and we're here. We have like minus one, minus one counters, I guess, or Yeah, we're undying. Wouldn't that be plus one plus one? Yeah, that's plus one plus or one. Or stronger. So we are stronger than ever. Oh. There we go. Because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do kind of three sets in one cast here today. This is kind of the the uh the makeup apology podcast to who uh kind of get caught up here before Aether Revolt. Uh, today we're gonna cover three sets. Um three sets that, you know, weren't super awesome as far as inclusions go. Um, but we're going to cover three of them today and hopefully get them all knocked out for you guys. Um, instead of kind of telling it as what we think is going to happen, we'll kind of relate our experiences with cards that have already seen play uh, either by us or uh, people close to us who we trust. And uh, so we'll be covering Eldritch Moon, uh, Conspiracy, Take the Crown, and Commander 2016. Yeah. I, I was actually kind of surprised, like, I looked through the card image gallery for Eldritch Moon, and looking through it, the set's worse than I thought. I remember looking there, I'm like, wow, this set doesn't really have a lot. I mean, the the good cards are good, obviously, because... Good yeah, because there will always be a certain number of good cards, right? Yeah, there's not going to be, like, uh, a prophecy where there's just, like, stone nothing. Although, I guess if there was a cube around back then, I'm pretty sure I would have put Chimeric Idol in. Oh, Chimera would have been in Angel of Woe, Angel of Will, or uh, Avatar, of uh, Avatar of Woe. Yeah, maybe Avatar of Will, because you Is know, that the like, blue one? Uh, yeah, it's the blue one. It just has you just have to have spells in your graveyard or whatever. Oh, okay. To uh, you know, back in the day when that was you know, blue was counter magic. The end. Yeah. Having a two mana finisher would have been real nice. Yeah. So. Well, there's like a new creature in. Uh, what's the new set? Ether Revolt. Do you see that guy? The Mr. Baral. Do you see that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like... But we'll talk about during our during the actual Ether Revolt because we have three sets to cover. Yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff to cover. We're going to do our best to to only kind of do the hits uh, and not spend a whole lot of time on borderline cards unless we specifically have experience playing them. Um, I don't know how well that's going to work, but we'll try. Yeah, I was going to say we're going to at uh, least try. That's we're going to we're going to try here. So, uh, however, we are still going to do a crack a pack. Yeah, using Mons Power Cube. Yes. All right, and I shuffled it up before, so I'm gonna. All right. I'm gonna deal it out. And if there's any new right. cards, because I've already seeded new cards in. If I okay. see one of those, I'm just going to skip it. I'll be like, whoops. Yeah, skip the Ether Revolt card. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, here's this thing. All right, so. First card, Lotus Cobra. Okay. Second card... Oh, wait. Second card, Chain Lightning. Oh, Chain Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Called Chain Lightning. Right. That card's so good. Uh, third oh. card, Eternal Witness. Okay. Fourth card... Oh, Jason Mind Sculptor. Hello. Uh, I, I see. <laughs> All right. We got we got Jace. 
Uh, okay. Uh, fifth card, Pia and Kieran Nalar. Somewhat flavorful with the new set, I guess. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Jace, uh, Jace is what we like to call the leader in the clubhouse right now. I was about to say, that seems like it's the, it's the leader of the pack. Uh, number six, Verdant Catacombs. I was going to ask you if your leader of the pack was a werewolf joke, but we haven't seen oh, no. those. No. <laughs> Uh, next card, unexpectedly absent. All right, all these cards, five magic cards, and all these cards not as good as Jace. They're not, not. They're not Jace. Uh, next card, mere battle sphere. Battle wall. Have we gotten Jace in a cracker pack before? I'm not sure. I don't think we have. We have batter skull for like, like a thousand of them, but yeah, we have. Yeah, we have batter skull for like seven in a row, but. Yeah. Next card, Monastery Mentor. That's a solid yeah. card. It's no... Certainly solid. Yeah. It's no Jace the Mind Sculptor, but hey. Yeah, it's no Jace. Card solid. Uh, number 10, Sulfuric Vortex. Also, now that's the first one that I think competes yeah, with that's, Jace. That's got, some, that's got some cards. So I saw a uh, Ether Vault card, so I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Shrine of Burning Rage. All right. Nissa, Voice of Zendikar. Now, which one is that one again? Uh, the three the mana one that makes drop? plants. Okay. Okay, that, that is three drop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one, Agent of Acquisitions. Ooh. Yes. Next card, Precursor Golem. All right. And... Last card, Stoneforge Mystic. Oh, baby! All right, so we got some late, we got some late contenders. Yeah. So, sorry. So this one's down to three cards, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's J Sulfuric Vortex, Stoneforge Mystic. Pretty much, yeah. And at this point, can you even take a Stoneforge over Jace? Uh Maybe. There, I mean, there are no other blue cards, but I'm not sure how much that really matters. It probably doesn't. I mean, also, there's only one other red card that most people are going to pick. Like, Shrine will not, you know, Shrine will table. Yeah, Shrine will table oh. if we don't take the and, Vortex. And, you know, so, so Fjord Vortex is, is, an, is enough of a card to, to kind of build around and, and be super aggro. Yeah. So, so I guess it's how you're feeling. Like, do you feel like a nut? Or do you don't? I feel like Jace, because we've never had Jace in a Kraken pack. Yeah, it's hard not to pick Jace here. Yeah, it's pretty tough. I think it's between those two. Like, I think Stoneforge is third, and then it's either Jace or Vortex. Yeah, it's like 1A and B. Yeah. And then, like, a solid second place. Yeah. Although, if we took Vortex, like, well, like, we could wheel, like, what, a Shrine or a PN Kieran? a Shrine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Chain Lightning isn't going to table, for sure. That is no way that card's getting back. I was about to say, that, would, that would be a bit of a hard sell. Yeah, there's no way that card's getting back. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, like, I feel like Shrine definitely would, and Pia and Kieran might. Yeah. yeah. That's a good card. But having the only blue card out of a pack is also nice, too. Yeah, so you can be like, hey, I'm blue. I'm blue. <laughs> oh, man. Good old, I'm blue. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a couple weeks, or I guess it was last week, 
I purchased something in anticipation for the podcast. Oh. Guess what? Oh, is it a beverage? Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. So, so tell us about the, our perhaps not so tasty beverage of the of the week here. So it's yellow. Is that the name of it? <laughs> no, that's a color. I thought yes, yeah, a color. Oh, okay. I'm sending you a picture of it. Um, so the, the brand is Hemani, H E M A N I, and it's called Banana Drink with. Nata de Coco. Okay. And it has like these chunks of what I assume are banana. <laughs> I hope I so. don't know. <laughs> they, they're kind of like light color. Did you get the picture yet, by the way? Yes, I'm looking at it right now. I have seen these Hemani drinks before. Really? Uh, yes. I remember one in particular. I looked at it and it was so horror. It was a red one. And it was so horrifying to me. I, it was when we were recording regularly, and I was like, oh, this would be a perfect drink for the podcast. And I think it had, like, it was some sort of, like, flower seeds in it. Oh, like uh, like chia seeds? I or don't like remember what it is now. But, oh, man, was, I couldn't even force myself to buy it. <laughs> because I'm like, nope, there's no way I would even remotely think about drinking this. That's true. You might, like, gag or something. Like, uh, I'm done. Oh, yeah, well, I just, I was just like, you know, it's not even worth it. No. It's it's not don't don't suffer. But, but you got some banana drink here. Yeah, banana drink. Like purple drink. And I haven't tried banana it out. Drink. I opened it so just in case. I didn't want to spend like five minutes okay. like messing. Now, up. did you look up? So I imagine this is not the de coco. Is something that have to do with coconut, right? I have no idea. I didn't look it up. So not a de coco. I imagine would have to be something like coconut. Yeah. So I wonder if it's going to taste somewhat like a uh, pina colada. I guess. But, yeah. But it's banana instead of. Do you like? Pineapple? Chameleon Colossus. <laughs> right. You like Chameleon Colossus. Does this drink have protection? And attacking for eight. Does this drink have protection from black or something? Uh, I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I didn't know if we were going to get all racial here. Uh-oh. It's a product of Thailand. I'm going to try this out. See if it's... All right. So I typed in Nada, and the first thing that came up is Nada de Coco. Really? It is a cool. chewy, translucent, jelly-like food Produced by the fermentation of coconut water. So those are your little pieces. Ah, I thought it was banana. That's so weird. That, which gels through the production of microbial... Oh, God, I can't speak. Microbial cellulose. What? Originating in the Philippines, knotted de coco is commonly sweetened as a candy or dessert. Interesting. And can accompany a variety of foods, including pickles, drinks, or drinks, yeah. ice cream, pudding, and fruit mixes. Interesting. All right, time to try this out. It smells weird. First created in 1973. It smells very fake, like fake banana. Oh, like artificial? Yeah. Thing. I don't think it's a good sign. Uh, well, I mean, it does say banana drink and not banana juice, because juicing a banana would be very difficult, by the way. I actually like this. This is weird. I was, really? I was expecting like gag, but it's not bad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it pretty much just tastes like sugar and banana flavor, which is fine. That was so weird. I was expecting, like, gag. I didn't have any of the pieces of whatever. I might Not a nickel? Yeah, I might just, like, put it into something and then just fish one out just to see how that tastes. Let's do that. Right, just chug stuff down. I was about to chug, say. Chug, I, chug, I was just going to, like, chug. pour it into a cup and then just, like, fish it chug. out that way. I'm not going to chug. <laughs> chug. No. no. <laughs> I'm going to fish it out. See, that's on fish. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. That's kind of crunchy-ish. I don't know. I like to drink more. 
<laughs> That's not bad. That's so weird. I expected to be like dandelion okay. and burdock. In terms this of uh, flavor, that's actually not bad. Wow. Wow. That's that's surprising. Speaking of surprising... Wait, that segue doesn't work. <laughs> I was going to say... New cards. I did... Was, uh, when I was doing the Cracker Pack, I was looking at like random cards, and I saw Sahili Rai. And mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to play that in Q? Uh, no, I have not had a chance to play it yet. She's, I've it, been, is, it resides in my queue, but I have not had an opportunity to play it yet. I've been a fan. Like, I, I had her in a deck, actually, yesterday, with 3 0 with her, and she just does a lot, which is kind of weird, because, like, she doesn't pass the standard Planeswalker tropes, like, can't defend herself. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to imagine a board state where she's good. But, yeah, she's she's very solid. Nice. Yeah. All right, so... Okay, so Eldritch Moon. Yeah, I was about to say so Eldritch Moon. So, like I said, we're just not... Like, if there's anything we're skipping, like, whatever that stupid flip card, that 1-1 Life Game Lone Rider or whatever, if we don't talk about oh, it... we weren't going to talk about bad cards. We didn't even get to the good cards yet, and you're talking about bad cards. Well, I, was, I just want to make a preface to say, like, if we're not talking about bad cards, it's for a reason, so... There we go. So for time constraint reasons, because uh, yeah, because of the the reason why we haven't been recording is because of real life issues. Because as you know, we are not exactly uh, we don't do tight twenty minute podcasts. That would be so okay. weird. Like <laughs> we have to like do Benny Hill or something. It's like they want to do We like to do a tight two hours. Yeah, it's like John Machida Jr. I used to do the Micro Machines commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, that would be that would be difficult to do that for so long. So, Here's a buzzline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, buzz Thank you very much for joining us. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> okay, so to start off, uh, a card that I like but I don't currently play is Blessed Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of been playing around with some like alternate like white removal type things, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that this one has. Utility both offensively and defensively. Yeah, and also we're not going to read out the cards because the set's been out for forever long. Well, sorry, most, mostly mostly defensively, but there are some. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it it does play pretty. It, it, it I've been real impressed with the way it plays. It's definitely one for the non non. I, I don't think I would want to play Blessed Alliance in like an aggressive white not deck. Not playing it. Well, not playing it in powered cube either. I don't think. I mean, I've considered it. I don't know if I have room, but. It's definitely been on my radar for just, like... Because, unfortunately, like, the removal, it's kind of the same for, you know, cubes with rares. It's pretty much just, like, Swords of Plowshares, Path to Exile, and... Oblivion Ring, Council's Judgment... Well, I was thinking, like, cheap creature removal. Like, there's Condemn, and... Yeah, like, there's, a, yeah, there's the one that puts it on the bottom, Oust. Yeah, and it's... Like, Sunlance. Yeah, Sunlance, like... After Swords and, like, Path, it gets pretty narrow. Like, there's Deck yeah. and Stone, which is, like, fine. Yeah, Deck and Stone's nice. Uh, I, you know, there's also the two-mana version of Oblivion Ring that only gets creatures. Oh, yeah, Journey, yeah. But like, I think I like mm-hmm. Blessed Alliance more than Journey. I do, too. I don't like it as much as Deck and Stone, because I really like the exiling. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that... Like I said, it's that one for sure can be offensive or defensive. This one, I misspoke earlier, is definitely more of a defensive spell, 
But the fact that it scales is something that's nice. I mean, it's right there in the in the uh, name of the mechanic. Oh, I thought you were saying the name of the card. I'm like, Alliance? Like, <laughs> Alliance my mana. But yeah, it's... Uh, well, I haven't, okay. like... It's been on my short list to try out, but I haven't yet. But I mean, it definitely has flexibility, for sure. Yep. I agree. I should also blatantly plug my articles that I did for Eldritch Moon, a commander, and conspiracy. They're on Gathering Magic. I'll link them in the show notes. FYI. <laughs> There's my plugs. What else is there after Blessed Alliance? I was gonna, I remember we looked at these before recording. Like, collective effort, right. eh. Yeah, like, not super interested in that. Like, Deploy the Gatewatch is, is kind of a neat card, but just like, eh. I am not, I'm not spending that much money without some sort of guarantee. Yeah. So, you know, even though I, I do like the, the thought of it, uh, I do like Selfless Spirit. I only recently thought of Selfless Spirit. Oh, yeah, that card's, uh, for uh... inclusion. And it's like, because a friend of mine accidentally traded for an extra foil one. Oh, those are the best. So. It's like, hey, got this. I've been pretty, I've been impressed with it. It's, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, like cheap flyer with an act with an ability that's actually relevant. Right, and you know, I've been actually uh, I've been playing standard a lot in these since uh, Kaladesh, and I've been playing the blue-white flash deck, you know, for almost the entire time. How is that after deck? Pum- after pummeling? Oh, it's it's great. Nice. It's it's really fun. Uh, there's a lot of little neat little like side interactions of things you can do, like. Uh, played standard a couple nights ago and killed one no less than two games of flashing in an Abyssin and then making blocks or doing whatever. Then second main phase, sacrificing my selfless spirit. Oh, nice. To flip Abyssin. Uh, and then wreck the in board. order to get the three damage or to wrath them or whatever. So there's at least multi- two games that were won by that specific interaction. Wow. So there's lots of little things like that that you can that you can play with and yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I like it. It's one of, you know, the two decks in the form, you know, maybe one of the two or three decks. Okay, maybe there's four decks, but the basically you're either playing like a a, a copter deck or you're playing a Marvel a, deck. An Emrakul deck. Yeah. Because Emrakul kind of so, like, if you're playing a Copter deck, that's, like, the Vehicles decks or, like, the Blue-White Flash deck. Mm-hmm. If you're playing an Emrakul deck, that means you're playing, like, Green-Black or you're playing Marvel. Yeah. And then, like, the, the the third small outlier are, like, the, the, the Pummeler decks. Oh, yeah. Which I actually played for a while, which plays a lot like Standard Infect. Huh. And killed a lot of people for a while with that. And then uh, and then once I got the, the Blue-White deck together, I'm like, oh, all these cards are really good. As it turns out, almost all of them have its little hologram on it. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I dig Selfless Spirit. I, I've liked it a lot, and uh, even though I do not specifically have Q-Play on it yet, I, I'm, I'm expecting good things. Yeah, it's pretty much as advertised. Uh, also, Nutalia. Oh, yeah, Nutalia. I've been a fan. She's She's quite nice. Yeah, I mean, again, it doesn't seem like it, sh- it should take much much explanation, but the the amount of tempo gained by non-basics and their creatures coming into play tapped is huge. And it's a three-power first strike for three, so it does a good job in combat as well. Have you, like, what were your thoughts on Imposing Sovereign? I mean, I still play. Card sweet. Yeah. I mean, when you're a, a white tempo, you know, you're a white aggro deck, Having blockers, having dodge around blockers like for one full turn mm-hmm. matters a lot. It's a lot of extra damage. Yeah. 
So. Especially if like they cat something that generates a bunch of blockers. Well, all right. Or you know, people make game plans and they look at their hand and they think, okay, well, this is how the game's going to progress. You know, I'm going to be able to block this and then I'll be able to do this and block this, and then you're just like, well, except the fact that you can't block. Yeah, I saw something like uh... where, your, where your mana works out, like. Like brick walling someone on mana, like basically porting somebody preemptively, mm-hmm. like on a couple of turns, especially in the first four or five turns of the game, is a lot. Yeah, I remember like uh, somebody drafted like some kind of greedy deck, like a bunch of ba- non base. Like, yep, yeah, <laughs> come to play tapped, come to play tapped, and you know, just like that right. much tempo to like enjoy kill. being right, enjoy being one mana behind the entire game. Yep, yeah, while I am ostensibly playing a faster type deck. Yep. So, yep. so yeah, have fun. Yeah, it's she's been nice. Like first strike's Our not vision. irrelevant on a non on a ground pounder. It doesn't seem to matter yeah. as much on like flyers because like what's gonna tussle with like a flyer most of the time. Well well except for on defense. That's where you need it. Yeah. Defense. <laughs> there we go. What do you think of Thalia's Lancers? No. Yeah. No. I, I like it as an EDH card, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So. All right. Blue. Blue, yeah. So, there's, like, a card that I, I liked. Was it Epiphany the Drown Yard in this set or the one before? No, it wasn't the one before. It was the one before. Yeah. There's there's the bad... the Drown Yard that sounds like it's a, uh, a heavy metal album. I was going to say, like, a doom metal or something, yeah. Okay. And there's Fortune's Favor, which is also bad. But there's Imprison of the Moon, which I actually like. Yeah, you like Imprisoned in the Moon. I have I, I completely forgot that the card existed. Yeah, it's like... And I've just never bothered to pick one up. And I think the, the reason what I was telling you before the show is that, you know, I like uh, Turn to Log much better. Turn to Log being the, the green version of this that turns something into a forest. Was it like something of well, the Dryads? Yeah, Song of the Dryads. Oh, okay. I was thinking of them like, that sounds too generic. Turns um, out that's actually it. Turns out that's, that's, that's what it is. Um... So Imprisoned in the Moon, like, I feel like Blue has already has plenty of ways to interact with permanents. Mm-hmm. Between, like, counter spells. I know, they're not permanents yet, but you know what I mean. Like, bounce spells and things like that. And I feel like Green really only has a chance to interact with artifacts, for the most part. In most cubes. Um, yeah, some enchantment. Of like, main deck, of, like, main deck cards. Like, every once in a while, you'll, you know, so you'll get a little bit of enchantment play, right? Like... Flip this and destroy a target enchantment or artifact mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, doesn't have, like, can't deal with creatures. Like, yeah, there's like, really can't, you know, it's like a, you know, fight bear. Yeah. But that requires, you know, some other. There's beast you know, within. Some other action and beast within, which only sort of solves a problem. So, I, I certainly like that one more than I like this one. Yeah. Um, I found it's nice for I just like. This one being fine. Yeah, I, I tend to just kind of I've liked it for just like dealing with stuff, essentially. Just kind of the same role. Although it's kind of weird it doesn't hit like enchantments or artifacts, but I haven't really right. found that matter too much. Yeah, getting the planes, I mean the fact that the target's planeswalkers is nice. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I'm gonna turn your Tamiyo into a into a moon. Right. Um, moon folk indeed. Oh, oh, that's that's the tech. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Uh, what else is there? So yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah. What is there, like, Wolf Wharf Infiltrator? Is that the only... There was... Yeah, Mausoleum Wanderer. Yeah. You know, where, you know, you get, if you're 
if you have some sort of spirit tribal, I mean, you know, spirit tokens. Yeah. Things like uh, three dudes. Shrug, yeah. Makes that thing a four four. Yeah. But you know, it's again, it's it, it not good enough by itself. No. Um, oh, there's uh, dismissal's interesting, but doesn't do enough. Is that the one that's like? Is that dismissed? Is that like the four mana counter spell that like exile stuff? Yeah, exile all other spells and counter all abilities. All right. It costs so, four. Like it's like one of the few cards in standard that deals with Emrakul cleanly. Yeah. Because you're just like, yeah, uh, screw your trigger and screw your thirteen thirteen. Thanks. Does does blue white flash play this in the sideboard? Framework? It does not. Some of the control decks do. Okay. Um, I am not currently playing it. I can see other ones playing it. I haven't had a big problem with Emrakul playing the deck. Usually, you just have to play the try to race them, and then at some point you just have to hold up a stasis snare and hope they don't wreck you with the free turn. Ah. Um. Or you know sometimes you know sometimes you can catch it with a regular counter spell with a uh, you know uh, some of the other ones in the deck but sometimes you just have to deal with the extra turn yeah as long as you can deal with the thirteen 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 is tough to deal with if you don't have a way right away yeah um, but I haven't I haven't lost to it as much as I've seen other people lose to it hmm okay so w- whether that means I'm just lucky or I'm in a position to to work around it. Or, or what, but it's certainly annoying, but I don't know if a four-mana counterspell is the, the, the right answer to it. I was about to say that it's... It has some other applications, yeah, but whatever. It's pretty pricey. I've certainly seen it in some sideboards, though. Okay. Like, I just don't know if the blue-white flash deck plays in the sideboards. Yeah. One of my opponents the other night was like, here come the summary dismissals for his Emrakuls, and instead I just killed him. <laughs> nice. So, before he cast Emrakul. Ah, Yeah. So nice, but yeah, Worf Infiltrator sounds like uh, something that should be in an episode of Star Trek: Next Generation. Yeah, uh, there's Unsubstantiate, which is like fine. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. That's yeah, all right. Free man, that's you know the, also a bounce spell. Yeah, draw your cards. It's unexciting. Yeah, it's unexciting. Your excitement is unsubstantiated. Yes. I don't know, like, I tried Warf Infiltrator for a bit. It was okay. Like, it's a so, leader. speaking of Warf Infiltrator, it is a human horror. Yeah. I actually have gone back, and I'm kind of a little more interested in Thing in the Ice than I was in the past. Yeah. I got I, to play with it some, and I kind of want to go back and, and make sure I get one and, and play with it in Cube. Yeah, I think I've so, tried, and it's been not bad. And I'm kind of interested by that one a little bit more than I have been in the past, so. Yeah. It is, oh, it doesn't uh, bounce this. Of- uh-huh, that's what made me think of it. Yeah. So I, I was playing the, uh, I played the Kiln Fiend deck, the Suicide Blue deck, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. Uh, modern. And by the way, Kiln Fiend gets big really fast. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I noticed the, the, the nice interaction that uh, Kiln Fiend, when your, uh, what's his name, flips? Uh-huh. When your uh, thing flips, it does not bounce your Bedlam Reveler, because it is a horror. Oh, wow. Huh. So you get to take all those prowess triggers with you that wound up flipping your uh, flipping your guy. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, nice little side thing. Even though you kind of might want to f- put it back in your hand, so that way you can draw some more cards. But yeah, kind of interesting, uh, interesting thing. That's cool. So another card that interest that is interesting to me. Uh, there's a few black cards that are interesting, but I haven't played them yet. Uh, Collective brutality is one of those. Yeah. Um. 
Crypt Breaker is another one. I think I tried it for a bit. I'm, I think I remember like in the article I talked about saying like it it's something you can do. It's at least like a tribal card that says not like super all in. Like it's fine on its own. Kind of like Dark Salvation as well. Like they're fine if you don't need to necessarily be the zombie deck for it. But I think I ended sure. up cutting both of those just due to space. But like out of the two, I like Dark Salvation more just because it was. Like, kind of a removal spell that gave you dudes, which was fine. Yeah, like, I kind of like Collective. Like I said, I, I think I like Collective Brutality a little more than Crypt Breaker. Yeah, same. Uh, but I, I haven't had a chance. I do have a couple foil ones opened out of packs, believe it or not. Oh, wow. But I haven't had a chance to get to it. But I've gotten to see how good it is in, like, Modern. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, oh, that actually does quite a bit. That's actually, you know, it's actually pretty good to be worth two cards, especially if you can get some, uh, you know, action off of your discarded card in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, killing a creature and taking their best spell in their hands is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that, like, the modes help it not be useless. Like, if they're right. hellbent, you can be like, okay, kill your dude and take two. Yeah, I definitely warmed up on it since since writing that article. Like, I think in the article I was kind of meh on it, but it's one of the, another one of those on the short list to try out. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Haunted Dead is another one that I've seen a lot of really neat things happen with it in Standard, but I'm not, you know, I, I have no compunction that it would be as it, it would that it would be good in Cube. Yeah, it is uh, four mana. I've, I've certainly seen it be a pain. Yeah, most of the time it's just it's two and two cards. But uh, there's not enough cards, there's not enough momentum cards that you want to discard in in cubes. I think. Yeah. There's not, you know, the 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 card, the, the decks that really take advantage of it have things like Voldarn Pariah and uh, Prized Amalgams and uh, you know stuff like that that you can discard to it. So you're constantly still generating some some sort of value off of off the discard. So. Yeah. Stuff you actually but want. Liliana, to discard. the last hope is real sweet. Yeah, she's she's very good. Like I remember when she first got spoiled. Like, a lot of people are pretty mediocre on it, and I was like, let's try it out. She was good. card is super solid. I remember, like, the comparison, I remember, which kind of brought me on board, was, like, she's kind of like the flip side of Jace Vryn's Prodigy, where it's just, like, the plus one deals with something, and, like, the minus two flashes back a creature... The emblem sure. is no joke, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you get that out versus a deck that can't pressure, it's just like, okay, here come the zombies. <laughs> right. And it gets out of hand quickly. Yeah. Yeah, even if you have you no have zombies out, it's just like, okay, take this. Right. And they're like, all right, Wrath, gotcha. You're like, all right, make a zombie. Yeah. Make three zombies. Mm-hmm. Here they come. Yep. Wee. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that card's sweet. Yep. But you guys already should have known that, I'm sure. Yeah. Not a whole lot of other uh, black cards that are super interesting, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I remember seeing much. There's, like, there's awkward vampire cards or whatever. Yeah, there's, like, some vampire cards where you're like, oh, that card's eh, not as good as I want it to be. Yeah. I'm like, Oath of Liliana is interesting, because it's like, okay, well, Edicts are nice, but... And then if we get a Planeswalker, we get a 2-2, but... Eh, eh. Yeah. Not quite. 
Not quite. Uh, red cards. Red is kind of on the weekend. There's uh, Bedlam Reveler. Right. The aforementioned Bedlam Reveler, I think, is actually very nice. Yeah. Like I it, like that card quite a bit. Yeah, most of the time when I've cast it, it usually costs like like five, four. Which is fine. Take a bunch of damage. Yeah, like whatever. Like discard these useless crap or, or hardly anything and, and do some redraws. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collective Defiance, I, I kind of was like warm and then cold on and I just wound up never really doing much. I remember when I, t- when I was trying it out in Cube, like my initial pressure was noticeably higher and then it cooled down pretty quickly after I got some reps with it. I'm just like, this card's slow. It's just very clunky. Yep. And I think I remember when I posted, like, I think I remember when I said it, people were like, no, this card's actually good. I'm like, no, get some reps in with this card. Just is slow. <laughs> and Yeah, it's slow. Yeah. Like, dealing, it's, it's mostly just deal four to a creature, which is... And, like, the first rate mode isn't bad. Like, you know, you can do that, and the extra stuff is just extra, but... Like, there isn't really a good, quote, base mode on it. Like, at least Collective Brutality kills a creature, I guess, on its base mode, which is fine. It's not super efficient at it, but whatever. But, like, dealing four to a creature isn't really that great for three mana on the base mode. Not in red. Not for a double red. Yeah. Because you got stuff like Mizium Orders and whatever. And Right. Flame Slash. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Shrug. Uh, like, Incendiary Flow you know. sucks. Incendiary Flow, there's just like, just like five other cards that are better at doing what Yeah. What it is. There's a Mirror you know, Wing there, Dragon, which is a five toughness creature for Wildfire, but who cares? Yeah, also, meh. Yeah. Not, it's a, a, a meh out of ten. <laughs> yes. I originally thought like Impetuous Devils was going to be something. Is it that ball lightning uh, that like provokes? Yeah. Shrug. But, you know, whatever. You know, not remotely good enough. No. Um, some people like Thermo Alchemist. Yeah, I've liked it kind decently. Of like a neat little thing yeah. to do. Yeah, it's, it's just... kind of a nice little, like, burn, burn deck card. Yeah, essentially just like a... Kind of like an unblockable 1-1 that gets a few more hits in sometimes. It is awkward that it's a defender, but so you can't put pants on it. Yeah, I mean you can, but it doesn't do much. I was about to say like what? Here's my it's block really well. With I was about to say here's my sword and fi- sword of fire, nice thermalchemist. Yeah. Would you like to attack me? No, I didn't think so. Take one. Take take a damage. Or one. Yep. All right. Uh, so green cards. Uh, we have things like Eldritch Evolution. Yeah, which is which has been all right. Yeah, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. No. Let's say that. Yeah. Um, I certainly thought it was going to be better. It's certainly no birthing pod. No. Um, but it's, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's I. But not as good as I wanted it to be. Um, it's no green sun zenith either. Right. Uh, so I like, I do like Ishkana. Yeah. Um, I found that the delirium isn't as hard to get as I originally thought. Um, and when you do play with delirium, it's pretty dumb. I was about to say, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, I was about to say, I... especially if you have any sort of blink shenanigans, 
Yeah. It gets out of hand pretty quickly. It's kind of like... And the fact that it's only one green means you can play it in lots of decks. Yeah, like some like a black, like a Jund. A Jundy deck. Right, or, or in a control deck, even. Yeah. You know, like that, doing stuff, so... You don't have to pay Echo for... For uh for this like drain tournament, which is cool. Correct. I think is I would. There? I think I also Players. would probably play this in a base green deck, like sure. without access to black mana. Yeah, pretty. No, cool. it's just fine. Yeah. Yeah, generally solid. I haven't really had any reps with it. You know, slated to put in my cube, but never got around to it. But it's on the bench. Uh, noose constrictor originally we thought maybe, but no, no. I don't think I. I was never really huge on wild mongrel in the past few years. Yeah, I mean I like wild mongrel just because you know it's hard for at one point in time it was the best creature in Magic and now it's just really far down the list. What is the best creature in Magic now? That's a great question. I think there's a. I think you can make arguments for a few different creatures. I was going to say Snapcaster Mage. Like. Snapcaster Mage is is certainly uh, probably is certainly top five, top ten easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think Goblin Welder does insane things that shouldn't happen. Yeah, for a one mana card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of up there, you know, close to the top for me. Um. You know, if if you're talking about an aggressive creature, something like Goblin Guide. Yeah. Is is close to the top of the list as far as that goes. Now you know it, you have to kind of consider in like cost and and everything like that too because it's like it's hard to say Emrakul, but you know like original Emrakul, hard to say that card's not one of the best creatures, mm-hmm. even though it's certainly hard to cast, but it hasn't stopped lots of people from putting that thing into play mm-hmm. all different kinds of ways. Yep. So I mean that card's pretty absurd. It is kind of unfortunate, like Emrakul, like. In Rise Eldrazi, pretty much just like outclasses, just like just because of what it can do. Like if you're gonna cheat any Eldrazi into play, there's not like I could play this for this reason. It's just like okay, just Emrakul because it's huge, it's the biggest thing out there. But there's not much like decision making in choosing. It's just like okay, here's Emrakul and Gristlebrand or something. Mm-hmm. But that is, but that doesn't really have anything to do with his power per se. <laughs> it's just... Right, but it, I mean, but the card is 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 super great. Like, yeah, like Grizzlebrand is another one that you can probably nominate as one of the better creatures. I mean, what about something like Delver Secrets? Mm-hmm. Like, not so great and limited, but when decks are built around it, super awesome. Like, what about Stoneforge Mystic? You know, mm-hmm. like. I tell so I, that's kind of tough. Yeah. But like I think Snapcast are certainly up are certainly up there. Yeah. I don't know, that's a good question. I was about to say there's certainly more about that. It's all it's all also about context as well, like Stoneforge without like Snapcaster Mage without good things to flashback is terrible. Or it or it would right, just be well, mediocre. That's the thing, right? Is so that you don't play Snapcaster Mage unless you have things to flashback. But even like base mode of that of like Let's say in modern, you're like Snapcaster, Flashback, Serum Visions. Yeah. That's still pretty good. Yeah, it's still fine. Like, I used this in standard, like, fl- like Flashback... Uh, Ponder. Getaxian Probe. Yeah. 
That's a card like, I've also make, come around. Make your own uh, Silver Gill Adept. Yeah. I've come around to Jataxine Probe and Cube, by the way. I've been trying it cards recently. Real nice. Yeah, cards are real good. Information, as it turns out, is really good. Sure is. It's like, oh, okay, what's this? What did I play around? It okay. Sure is. You have a Wrath. Okay. That's my thumbs up for it. But yeah, like, at one point in time, Morphling was considered, like, the best creature, you know? Yeah. As it turns out, Aetherling is just, like, better. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the new timing rules and everything, but, like... You know how hard it is to beat an active Aetherling? Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty hard. <laughs> Real hard. Like, that card does not die. Yeah, well... Or it's real hard to deal with, let me tell you. So I don't know. I think there's there we well, I think there are options now. Yeah. There's no like I mean, clear shoot, I mean, how good is Bane Slayer Angel? Like pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty darn good. So, you know. Yeah. Uh ah, ah, yeah, there's a lot. I don't know. There's I don't think there's a whole lot else in green. Uh there's point. like let's see. What was there? I'm scrolling through Nothing. the Carnage Gallery. Stone nothing. Yep, nothing. Actual nothing. Yep. Uh, I, I do like Grim Flare a bit. Yeah. Good luck getting I don't know that if in I like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I like Grim Flare more than like uh, everything else. The, the guy that you can like make it a four four by paying two life. Yeah. Or uh, but like the cards are like the abilities very powerful. Mm-hmm. Like being able to like bin stuff off the top of your deck is real nice. Yeah, unfortunately, I have no experience with this card because I just don't have the room for it. Yeah, it's just like. But you know, like I said, again, it's a, it's a, it depends on how you want to balance your green black section, right? Like, do you want two drops? Do you want three drops? If like, you want it to be more mid range, so. But I think this is certainly an option if, uh, if you're looking for aggressive creatures. Uh, I, I can't say honestly whether this is better or worse than like the three three haste for three. I'd present that probably. I'd probably say. But, like, Grim Players, I mean, it wears pants very well. Oh, yeah. I like that it has Trample. That's that's cool. And and the fact that it has Trample is real nice because, you know, it's really, and like I said, it certainly helps itself get Delirium. Mm-hmm. You just get to, like, scrape cards off the top of your deck. Ah, uh, yeah. Flavor. So, you know, helps skin some cards off the top of your deck. Yeah. So, it makes me think, the art oh. makes me think of Uncle Istvan. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's definitely evocative of Uncle Istvan. Yeah, for sure. I do I do agree with that. Um, however, I do really like Spellqueller. Oh yeah, yeah. It like blue white has gotten so much good stuff lately, and, and this like, is another one. How, just think about how interesting Spellqueller is compared to say the O eight like Shroud Wall, Flying Wall. Oh yeah, Wall Wall of Denial. Yeah. Like, Wall of Denial, don't get me wrong, is, uh, for what it needs to do, is awesome. Yeah. However, it is really not an interesting magic card. Yeah, it just kind of, it gives the thinking mate time to Here's this thing. Right, like, here's this thing. Yeah. Good luck killing it. Yep. Also, doesn't really do much. Nope. But it stops you from doing anything. Yeah, it just does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it, you know, it certainly does what it does very well. Yeah, but I've been very impressed with Spellqueller. So much more interesting, in, I think. In Cube, I've been very impressed with him so far. Like, he does a lot, or I guess he, I don't know, it, it does it, a lot very well. Like, it just, 
I mean, it pretty much does what you've seen it do in every other form. And I don't think it's Placide's play. I see he's playing Modern in the, the sure Bane Spirit yep. stack. I don't know if it's Placide yep. playing Legacy, though. Mm, I don't know if I've seen Legacy play on it yet, but it's certainly real good in Standard yeah. also. Yeah, I've definitely... Uh, like definitely seen some Modern play. I've definitely, like... I know, like, the fear... I don't even know if people really have that anymore. I know people did before. It was just like, if it dies, and it's like, oh, no, you undid all your work, but no. No, it's fine. It's a tempo card. Yep. It also sometimes just, like, stops them from playing their four drop for a few turns until it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like, Jace, okay, quell, quell it. Shh. Shh. Oh, oh, quell it. Right. Pack for a little while, get some beats in. Yeah, and if they kill it, whatever. It did its job. I, uh, I had a nice play sequence in Standard once of I had Spell Quellered a Grim Flare, mm-hmm. and then they played another Grim Flare, so I Reflector Maged it. And then they killed my Spell Queller, and they're like, Grim Flare. And I'm like, nope. no, you can't cast that, because the other one got Reflector Maged. Wow, yeah. You can't do that. Because hmm. he wound up drawing like a removal spell on his, you know, on his his next turn. Yeah. And he's like, all right, kill your spell caller. I'm like, okay. He's like Grim Flayer. Nope. Had to give him the Dick Baker combo finger wag. Yep. So. And he's like, wow, that's really annoying. I'm like, yep. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I- Speaking of, that's another card that I've been real impressed with, by the way. Reflector Mage. Reflector Mage. I've been playing that one too for a little while. So I'm only playing two Is It cards, and it's like Geist, and like Geist is pretty much like. Azorius, you mean? Oh, yes. Or uh, Ojitai. <laughs> That's the, the blue-white guild. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so it's either Geist, it's Geist, and then, like, it's either Reflector Mage or Spell Queller, and Spell Queller's been, like, I've liked it more. Yeah, I mean, I've, I I play significantly more than, than two cards in, in that combination, so I do. Yeah. But they're, so they're both... I got to basically, you know, right, exactly. I got to, you know, I think I took out some of the walls... So I took out the, uh, I, for a little while, I think I took out the 4-4 Flying Wall with Flash. Oh, yeah. Because I do like that card for, like, the, uh, what's his name? The, all the white mana symbols and blue mana symbols it has. Oh, the Devotion stuff? Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I figured I would try something a little more proactive recently, so I've done, like, the Reflector Rage Spell Color. Nice. So I've enjoyed it. Nice. I've also enjoyed Tamiyo Field Researcher. I think I tried her for a bit when the first set first came out, and I was like, I, all right, she's solid. I like that she protects yeah, herself like, in interesting ways. Yeah, and the and you know like I'm not a super huge fan of all the Bant cards. Yeah, like the the, the tricolor. Like I think I was still running Bant Charm. Yeah, just because it's just very flexible. Just did a lot of things. Yeah, like what exa- like kill kills an artifact. Counters an instant. Yeah, puts a creature on bottom. And like exiles a, and, and like you know bottoms a creature or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's just like yeah, all right. It's just like very solid across the board. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's not what I would consider exciting or interesting necessarily. Yeah. So. Yeah, she just kind of. I do like that she yeah protects herself pretty well and can also be used proactively, like if you want to. And have it act as a like Edric spy master of trust. Like she does that pretty well too. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, time to turn the corner. Draw two cards. Draw two more. Ice your stuff down, and then kill you. 
Never got it to Emblem, though. But to be fair, how often... I emblemed Chandra of Torch of Defiance for the first time, and I've been playing that card a lot since in Cube since it got spoiled. Yeah, cards were good. Yeah. I finally got her to Emblem. It's like, oh, wait, how many cards do I have here at 15? Okay, Emblem, kill you. <laughs> right. Cryptic Command, bounce my Pestermite. Pestermite, <laughs> kill you. Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, tricolor cards are a pretty rough sell. Four color cards mm-hmm. more so, as we'll get to. But, yeah, she's she's solid enough. I've liked her. I liked her. I just don't have enough room for her right now. But, like, I could definitely replace whatever for her and be happy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. A thumbs up out of ten? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Interesting. Neat. Has a few different things to do. Uh, so, Emrakul, the promised ah, end. Yes. So. So, I really like Mindslaver. Mm-hmm. You know what's even more annoying than Mindslaver? Uh, a, a strapped on a creature, and... When it's a flying trample protection from instance 13-13. Yeah. And a Mindslaver. The one that you can't really counter. Like, what are you supposed to do? Right, like, okay, you can counter it. Like, still gonna wreck your turn. I remember hearing it some... Ne- it never actually costs 13. No. If if it is... Uh, I'll say you cast probably channel. won that game. Yeah. I'll say cast channel, but it costs 12 if you cast channel. Well, no, because it's still on the stack, right? Well, don't you just no, let no, channel No, no, because the graveyard. Yeah, it's yeah. just channel for 12, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I remember hearing some arguments like, it's like a bad mind slaver because they get their turn back, so they kind of just undo what you no, did. It's, it's like no, no, you, no, mm. you mm. just wreck their board. <laughs> mm. No, you use all their crap, and yeah, okay, they get to they get their next turn. Well, good luck hoping the top of your deck is something good enough to kill this thirteen thirteen that you can't target with instance. Yep, and it, it, it's, I think I remember in the article I said like it's the one weakness I found was that it. It's kind of bad, like if your opponent has a wrath, because like, what do you do if it has a wrath? Like, you take their turn, they have a wrath. It's like, okay, I guess I'll make you cast it, or you know, make you waste your turn because I can't do anything. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, I'll just use, I'll just use up your other things mm-hmm. and make you cast the wrath. Yeah, it's like okay, unless they're unless they're planning on killing you, which then you cast their wrath and then you basically take that decision away from them. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, then you try not to, try not to die. But then I, you're just fine, like, you're 13-13 out for not dying. Yeah. I've definitely liked her at, like, Emrakul as a, like, big, big ramp thing. Like, it doesn't require, like, oh, I need to have all this stuff to enable the kind of delirium or whatever. Most of the time it's right. just fine if you just ramp into it. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of times it just costs, like, nine. Yeah. Yeah, like, eight or, or nine. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, it's like, I'll just ramp into it, that's fine. And if they do, they they can't counter the Emrakul trigger unless they're running some really niche stuff or something, but for the most part, that's going to happen. It's like, okay, see what you got. Well, cards are all good. Yeah, she's she's quite nice. I think it's my definitely my favorite ramp target for sure. Mm. Is there much else in colorless? I don't think so. Uh, Elder Deep Fiend's kind of interesting, but like the the decks play out a little different. Yeah, I tried it for a bit. 
I just didn't have room for it, but I liked it. That and Decimator. I like Decimator as well. Uh, Eldrazi Pig? Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. I just, you know, cut him for room, but, I mean, if I played it, it was... Uh, when I did play them, they were both nice. Mm-hmm. Like Decimators. I feel like Overrun effects are kind of underrated in Cube by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I still sometimes have to preach the gospel of Crater Huff. Yeah, that card's real dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, like, one of the one of the better parts, like, one of the higher-performing green, like, rampy cards. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, uh, Castus, kill you. <laughs> yep. And obviously this isn't as good as Crater Hoof, but it's still solid. It's still yeah. fine. I like Hoof better. Still, yeah, but... same. Yeah. Whatever. Same with Deep Feet. Um, it's fine, but, yeah. The, the, the flip cards, not a huge fan of the flip cards. Yeah, a lot um, of these are bad. The, the only one that I can still see playing would be Keswick Prowler, which is basically the Green Savannah Lions. Yeah. That has a transform into a uh, into a four four. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, it's like, and it can't be blocked by more than one creature. It's like Reverse Menace. Right. So they have to find something big to block it with. They can't can't gang block it. Yeah. So, but it's one of those like, are those things? Are those decks a thing in your cube? If if yes, put in. If no, no. Right. Like if you're still like Gazban ogring people, then then this card's certainly fine. I don't think if anybody's Gazban ogring, but but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like green aggressive, like green one drop aggressive, trying to get people. So yeah, like jungle. I'm um, not a big fan of the other ones. Um, yeah, a lot of these are just kind of mediocre. Like that. Yeah, werewolf. a lot of the art. Like don't really don't like any of the artifacts at all. No, they're all. Really bad. Um, however, uh, don't don't feel don't feel great about the lands. Like, don't care that much about Gyreach Sanitarium. Like, yeah, it feels um, like you need to like be on like some kind of plan, like some kind of re- reanimator plan or something. Right. And I don't know. It just seems meh. However, I do really like a lot of the meld cards. I actually fully like. Half of the meld cards. Yeah. Was it like, there's three, right? There are six meld cards. Yeah. That form three double cards. Yeah, I was going to say three pairs or whatever. Yep. And, and the, the, there's one that's obviously not really that good in any cube. Right, yeah, we don't want to grab rat Midnight Scavenger. No, no, ra- <laughs> no ratting it up. No, we're not ratting it out. Um, however, Gazella is very good. Yeah, she's just like a miniature Exalted Slayer. Yeah, yep. I th- I talked in the article about the whole three toughness thing because like I think people like there's the assumption that it's bad against three you know the tr- three toughness makes it bad or something and I did a breakdown in the article about like how we tend to historically think of red as being like the bolt color so to speak uh-huh. but there's not like a ton of it like I use the the 365 or 350 no the 450 uh, cube tutor average, which, like, it isn't perfect. Like, there's people like me who don't update their cube tutor that often, and so it gets lagged behind with stuff, and sometimes it can do that. But for the most part, I, I've i been impressed with it. Like, I remember, like, I don't play the other card, whatever, Bruna, the seven-mana one. Yeah, Bruna, yeah. If Bruna got back any creature, it would be much better, but a fact that it only gets angels or humans certainly limits it quite a bit. Yeah, it's it definitely makes it a lot more awkward because like, what are you really getting back with? I guess white has a decent amount of creatures that are angels and or humans. 
but it's it, like my seven mana slot for white is like Elishnorn, releasing in consideration. I, like I'm playing Elishnorn. I'm probably could see myself playing Angel of Serenity, and that's it. And I don't think she really Bruno really stacks up that well. Like it's pretty pretty mediocre. And like that fact you can meld it's fine, but it's mostly a pipe dream. It doesn't really tend to happen too often. Turn her into the biggest Baneslayer angel ever or whatever. Like whatever. But yeah. I, I've ever explaining it to somebody in Cube because I had you know, like a version of it where it didn't have the second text and I'm like, Yeah, I don't have Bruno in here because that card sucks. <laughs> they're like, is the other flip card in here? I'm like, but they they were like not referencing. I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing. Yeah, that because that one. one's good on the front side. Yeah, I was like, because the other one sucks. Like, are you referencing a seven mana white card? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that card sucks. He's like, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, not not great. Uh, but I do like the Hanware cards. Yeah, I I do like the battlements and the garrison. It feels like there was, I don't know. It feels like people don't really like the battlements that much. Because it costs mana to use, but okay, it's a yeah, land. Just, just right, and it's just one mana plus that to give something haste. Like okay, there's the argument that like all of your aggressive fours already have haste, but honestly, you don't really play it. In I mean, it's a nice thing to have in like the red aggressive decks to just like give dudes haste or whatever. It's like, okay, here's this Rattlemaster. I'll give it haste. Sure, whatever. But most of the time, I don't really play it in the, like, low-to-the-ground aggressive red decks used in that role, at least, as much as, like, the red-green or, like, red-blue or red-white mid-range decks or whatever. It's like, here's this Baneslayer. All right, give it haste. And, and granted, it makes it cost seven mana, but if you have nothing else to do, like, if you're on turn seven and you cast a Baneslayer, it's like, all right, spend a red, give it haste. Like, okay... Sure, and it's that extra flexibility, which is which is really nice on it. And the uh, you know I said have really liked it. I've been really impressed. It took me into playing the garrison to realize how good it is. Yeah. The those tokens add up quickly. Yeah, they they are they're definitely. Because it, it, they attack too, which is cool. Because like if you atta- when you attack, it attacks for four. The creatures like the the gang all together. Like the two three and then the two one one. So you're attacking for four right out right out. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah, and then like I actually had it flip in cube, but I had both of them seated in, so that's not really the best sample size. <laughs> but it was like, oh my god, it's happening. They are, they are flipping. And like, the flip one is like, what is it? A 7-4, it's like a really huge hero blade hold, essentially. 7-4, haste trample, when it attacks, put two three twos into play mm-hmm. and attacking. Tapped and attacking, but... Yeah, so it's essentially like a really big hero blade hold, but I'm, honestly, I think both of the sides are really good on their own. And like I think we were talking about before the cast, like red attacking threes are still kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of utility ones and rattle master and 
and Chandra's Phoenix, I guess. I guess that counts, right? Right. But Felden, like Felden's good, but it's not really an attacking three. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely much more of a, a combo three, like a mid range three. Yeah, just like bring back my skin renders or whatever. Just to grind out or just get value or whatever. Yeah, I, I definitely have liked both of them. Uh since trying them. They're definitely they're definitely good. I think that's it, right? There's uh Yeah, that's about it. There's the graph rats. I don't even what is graph rats like it's a two one? With no abilities. Yeah, this is a two one two one uh stone nothing. Wow, good good card. <laughs> Alright, so I guess that wraps up Eldritchman, right? Yes. Alright. Conspiracy. I was gonna say sp- conspiracy two, that's what I've just been calling it. Electric Boogaloo? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Take the crown, I don't know, it just sounds weird. So okay, so real quick aside on Conspiracy Two. Conspiracy Two Crown. Um, fun to draft. It, way more in depth than the first one. Hmm. As far as drafting it goes, um, there's a lot more interactions between cards and between the face up, like draft this face up as you play. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more having to keep track of what those do, um, and going or, and going around with it and getting a chance to draft it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and okay, there's very strategic like. Draft this when and draft it how many and draft it whatever. There's a lot more of that stuff involved in the first conspiracy. Huh. Um, the other, the problem, the main problem is, is that everyone was really wallet fatigued around this time when it came out. And oh. literally, I only got to draft it like once. Oh, that sucks. Cause it's like Eternal Masters had come out and all this other stuff. And the problem is, is like you can't just open packs of it necessarily because the vast majority of these cards there's a lot more reveal as you draft them cards. Yeah. So literally all those cards are useless in constructed play, useless in commander, useless in whatever. So I am actually going to try in the, sometime in the future to actually do a conspiracy cube. Oh. So that way you actually get a chance to draft these cards the way, you know, God intended. Mm-hmm. And actually get some use out of them. Nice. Um, I, like that I don't idea. know if anybody else has already done it. It's very possible someone else has. Could be. Um, but it's the problem is is that you have to. It's so much of the the set's playability is based off of drafting. Yeah. That it makes it difficult. And the problem is is a lot of the draft things they're not they're good enough for limited, but they draft a lot of these draft only cards are not close to good enough for cube because a lot of them, uh, you know, will be like. Note how many cards you've drafted before, or you know, like there's there's a lot to be gained by having multiple copies. Yeah, and as we know, that's kind of you know not great. But like you know, like there are a lot of cards that are very very solid, you know. But it's like note how many cards you drafted before you did this, and it becomes a tapper and is can tap anything as long as its power is below the number of cards you drafted. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, that's a real solid card in gameplay, but like. How am I ever gonna? How is that card remotely playable in cube? Yeah. So, that's that's a big problem with a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, they I have like some of the draft matters cards or draft relevant cards for for the set. Like there's a couple that are just that have like made themselves very much at home in my cube. Right, and we'll and there are certainly you know we can certainly get to those. Yeah. Um, 
But that was the my big my big takeaway of this whole of drafting this whole set. Yeah, um, was like wow, there's a lot of cards that have really neat things to do that not many people will ever get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how much it would cost to make a conspiracy cube. I don't know. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. The set, I'm trying to think of what the set has. Like, I'm looking through it, and there's, like, looking... The first card, like, Ballot Broker, is pretty much, like, an irrelevant card for cube. It's like, right. when voting, you may vote an additional time, and it's two and white for two, three. It's like, who cares? Right, exactly. There's just a lot of those things that just don't matter. Yeah, melee is pretty relevant for cube. Correct. The only relevant card is whatever the wings of whatever, and that's for popper cube because it's a two-two flyer for two. Like sure, whatever. Right. Like, a lot of these cards are just kind of mediocre because they have like council's dilemma. A lot of them are just under the curve. What do you think of uh, Palace Jailer? It's a four mana card, unfortunately, in white, but it talks about monarch. So, hey. Yeah, so that's the so that's like the playable one, right? Yeah. Is that is it, you get to be the monarch? Yeah, you. Be- the problem is, is that like there's not a, being the monarch is okay, except for when you lose being the monarch because someone dealt you combat damage. It's like oh and, my god. And and when you, it's different when only one person out of four is the monarch, as opposed to your only opponent is the monarch. Yeah. You definitely. So if you can keep the monarch, it's such a huge advantage. But losing it is also real swingy going back the other direction. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. There's several common ones with that for Popper Cube, just because it's like the two four. It's like you become the monarch. Like okay, I'm suddenly just drawing a ton of cards now. It's like okay, and a turn yeah. draw a card. Draw right, you again. Just get to, right, just get to at the end of the turn. You're just like, well, replace this card. Mm-hmm. And it kind of fuels you being ahead too. Right. It's like you're at parity and you're having a board state and it's just like okay I'm just going up now. Like the first time I tried Palace Sentinels in Popper Cube, I played it and I was like this is stupid. Like okay. Yeah, it's good to be the king. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. And Palace Jailer has seen some play in like Legacy Death and Taxes. Yes, there is some right. It's a kind of a draw engine out of there uh, against some decks. So yeah, it shows up in 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 Legacy a little bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's four mana, so good luck. (laughs) Yeah, four mana white, real tough. Yeah. Um, I do like Recruiter of the Guard a little bit. Yeah, that card's very good. I I like Recruiter of the Guard, I think, more than I like like the Imperial Recruiter. I did play Imperial Recruiter for a while in my cube and wasn't a big... uh, the, The price tag to value of what I was getting out of playing the card was not lining up as well as I'd like. Yeah. So I wound up getting rid of it for, you know, other cube cards and other foils and stuff like that. But I kind of dig Recruiter of the Guard a little bit. Yeah. I, I like both. Like, for a while I wasn't playing Imperial Recruiter, and then I decided to try it again. I was like, all right, let's do that. I think it may have been when I put in Recruiter of the Guard, but not entirely sure. But I've liked both. Mm-hmm. I think I did, when I did the article, I kind of talked about some cards. Like, they're mostly the same in terms of what they can and can't get. But there's, like, a few ones, but they're not really relevant enough to matter. Like, for example, you can get V-Click and True Name with Recruiter of the Guard because of the toughness thing, but you can get cards like Maloku 
and like duplicate with uh, Imperial Recruiter. And I think for the most part, it's a wash. So it's pretty. It, but like red has a more aggressive bent, so it doesn't really want a creature tutor as much. But it'll still play it in the decks that want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both solid. I, 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 I dig it. Yeah. So, I did a number um, crunch on the creature types for Pollyanna Vanguard because it, it seems like one of the better tribal cards. But I remember mm-hmm. when I did the number crunch on like the the numbers just still don't add up. Mm-hmm. They're just it's still not that good. Shouldn't be a surprise, but hey, there you go. There's your uh, PSA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then with a bunch of reprints here, like I'm glad they break it down though. They break it. Yes, down they the give you all the new cards first, and then they give you a, you know a lot of the uh, the the reprints. Yeah. So. Oh, now the blue cards. Oh man, this card is. Ridiculous. Okay, so there is one card of the of the blue that I really like, and it's probably the same one that you named that you're looking at. Yeah, I was about to say the one I'm looking. That's the first one. The first one, <laughs> yeah. Arcane Savant. Yeah. Yeah. Cards. Cards are real nice. That card is. Yeah, that card is dumb. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through. Um, some of the three O pictures, and show you some of the ones that Arcane Savant has copied, like uh, some of the cards. Uh, Spectral Procession, which is kind of on the low end. Okay. Which is okay. It's not bad. Uh, Seasons Pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. There was Makeshift Mannequin, which is fine. <laughs> okay. I think one time. I think in that draft, I cast Makeshift. I cast Arcane Savant. Casting makeshift mannequin, getting back phantasmal image, copying arcane savant, getting yeah. back something else. Yeah, and then getting back something else or whatever. Kind of like the old Sun Titan trick. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, last night somebody did upheaval with arcane savant. <laughs> so it cost five mana and head buyback. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's kind of rough, not having upheaval in your deck. That's what I thought too, which was like I thought it was kind of weird, but I guess like having it for five, doing it for that card essentially means you have it anyway and it's cheaper. Oh sure, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah uh, makes sense, and then you get to cast it again yeah. whenever you want to with Arcane Savant. Yeah. yeah. It was just like okay, okay. I remember he did, I buy that. He did, All right, I'm I'm in. He was on a board state where he was like dying to the opponent and was just like okay Arcane Savant. Upheaval, right. and then just... I can cast this whenever I want. Yeah, <laughs> and start the game over. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is uh, look, looking a little bit not so good. Upheaval again, and then yeah, I think the opponent either scooped or realized they're not going to win, and then scooped. Yeah, I think they just died. Either way, yeah, it was. I don't like that. It okay. was. It was pretty. Cool. I like that more than I did at the beginning of the story. That one's real nice. Yeah. Yeah, that card's real good. Yeah, I think I've gotten it with Wretched Confluence also, but in Wildfire as well. Like, there's a lot of things, even. It doesn't necessarily need anything like Cruel Ultimatum or anything stupid. I think it's fine even. Like, the Spectral Procession, when I played it like that, I was like, this is like a weird Cloud Goat Ranger. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah, it's like five mana for a 3-3 three, three, and then three Flyers. Three, right, three one ones. Yes, yeah, sure. And that's like, quote-unquote, fair. And that's like one of the most innocuous uses of it. That's still fine. That's still good. I, I definitely like it. It's probably... Yes, I guess it's my favorite five mana blue creature, but I don't know if that. I like it more than Muldrifter, yeah. I like it more than Maloku. Okay. 
I can remember more than Morphling. Okay, I guess that's it. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> blue five drop. Yeah, it's it's definitely really good. I've been very very impressed. Have you been playing Stunt Double at all? I tried it for a bit. It's one of those cards that like, because I just have such a love of flash creatures, right? That I'm like the target demographic for it. And I think also I, a living weapon. Yes, yes. But yeah, I think I tried it and I was like. It's all right. Not as good as the other blue fours, or yeah, you know, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was it was fine. That's because yeah, just like clone, but like instant speed. Yeah, yeah, flash clone. Yeah, yeah, flash I, I lets you it, like. It's a nice thing where if like your opponent casts a big thing, you can just flash at EOT and then just right, go. and then gain the initiative on the attack. Yeah, like here's a f- Inferno Titan. It's like okay, here I'll, I'll get one too. Sure. Right, and I will attack yeah. and then get the first trigger with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arc Lightning, and then... Whoosh. Yeah, it's essentially one of those cards I think I liked, but I just don't have room for it, unfortunately. Okay. Them's, them's the breaks. Yep, happens. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else there was in this in this uh, for blue. Uh, not much. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, uh, I, I like them. I'm already in the black cards, by the way. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, a lot of these cards are just garbage. Um, there's a part of me that wants to try Regicide. I tried it, it was alright. It was not bad. Because, like, one mana straight up removal spell? Yeah. It's gotta have quite a bit of range. It felt like it, it's, uh, it was kind of like in Kamigawa Draft, with, like, Ren Flesh and Ren Spirit, where mm-hmm. they essentially kill half the stuff. That's pretty much what Regicide did. It killed, like, half the stuff. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be more than half, though, right? Usually, Cause yeah. Because like, you, like, name a color that you're not playing. Yeah. Like, raw numbers-wise, I think in the draft itself, it ended up being about half. From, okay. from the experience that I ended up, like, asking people, they were like, it killed about half the stuff. I'm like, that's fine. All right. Yeah. yeah I, I'm interested by it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely I feel like it's tr- got to, you, you got to play it in Popper Cube, right? Yeah. Yeah, because one mana removal. <laughs> hey, that works. Right, so that's what I figured. Yeah. What about Custodial yeah, Lich? I like that card. I, I Lich that card? No. <laughs> no. But I do like that card. It's uh, like a really, it's a much better predatory night soccer. Sure. But I liked it. I put it in my cube and okay. I liked it. It's, okay. it's a nice way to just like do something to like and get initiative and then become the monarch, whereas like killing a creature, it, it sometimes there are kinds times when, like say they have a bunch of flyers and you can't really cast this, like you can't, there's no may on it, which is a little awkward, but doesn't tend to happen a whole lot, from what I found. But I've liked it. Black fives are also pretty weak. Are like outside of Shriek Maw, they're yeah, pretty. Yeah, black fives aren't super. Yeah, it's like here's Shriek Maw. Blood gift demon. Yeah, blood gift demon. Priest of the Blood Rite, which I never really liked. Uh, yeah, uh, I like uh, Puppeteer Flight better than than that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of value, extra so. value. Yeah, there really so much in, else in black. I don't black think right. Cards. Um, I'm looking at the red cards. Oh, the, the now. rats are absurd in Popper Cube, by the way. The single vermin. Oh. Okay. And the smuggler captain's fine. Like it's the tutor card that's like a weird. Yeah, ex- right. But it's just kind of like, again, like 
this gains so much value if you had multiples in your deck. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just, it's like a weird diabolic tutor essentially, and you don't tend to. It's just, I guess it's kind of like a recruiter of the guard kind of card, but mm-hmm. you you tutor for one card that is predetermined. <laughs> it's like okay, right. So generally, it has to be a card that's like really good, and it has to be not in your deck. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of it's almost inefficient to play it like. I guess it's kind of like a, a card that's cheaper than it. Yeah. Because it's not like you get to play it for free. You only put it in your hand. Yeah, which it's is not like arcane. Yeah, arcane uh, savant. Savant, where you get to actually play it for free and get the value that way. That one you just put it in your hand. So I'm not a, I'm not a super huge fan of that one. But yeah, I tried it. It was okay. Black four, black fours have been getting better in the past few years. It feels like. Maybe for that's sure. because of Kalidas. For sure. Uh, as far as red goes. What's not a big red? fan of much in red. What is I it? think the only thing that's sort of interesting is the subterranean tremors. What about Grenzo? Grenzo's solid. Eh. Can... I feel like I want to like it more than I, I, I than I actually do. Yeah. I haven't like I've tried it and I haven't got many reps in, but it feels like in the red decks that I draft, I usually want it in. But it, like last night, I had this really nice red blue kind of tempo aggressive deck, but it wasn't in the draft. I was like, dang it. Yeah, like, I just, I I just feel like there's a lot of other, I feel like my decks that have this, that are, that are gonna want to cast this kind of card are gonna wanna be attacking with my creatures, and this guy doesn't do a great job of attacking. Um. He doesn't do a great job, he's fine as attacking, but if he gets in. Like, I compare, it's just hard for me not to look at this and compare it to something like Eidolon of the Great Rebel. Yeah. At, you know, because of similar costs. And it's just like, man, I feel like there's just like a much higher ceiling on, on one than the other. I mean, to be fair, Eidolon's stupid. So, there are a lot of people who did not, who were dubious about that card, by the way. I think I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I think I remember talking with David, David Merton Jones on the, on a car ride, uh, being like, yeah, this card's actually really good. Philosophy of Fire, hello. That's real good. What was that card before I cut you off? Subterranean Tremors. Yeah. Yeah, that card's solid. Like, it's a little awkward. Like, it feels like the decks that really want a big wrath are decks that would have mana rocks. Sure. Which is pretty awkward. It's like, okay, I guess I'll... So then you just end up have to do it for three in those scenarios. Like, you can scale it up. I just think it's interesting, that's all. Fair. I don't necessarily want to play it. Yeah. But the the flavor behind it's pretty awesome. The market is now closed. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a little tremor that kinda of hurt people. Oh, there's a big tremor, it knocked over all the vases on the stands. Oh yeah. Broke all the artifacts. Oh, it's a really big tremor, holy crap. Here's a giant lizard? The giant eight eight. Yeah. Here's a lizard. Heard people call it lizard quake or something. I'm like, that works. What about oh. Voltaic Camera? That card's really good. You know, I, I, let me read it. This is a good pod, as I sit here silently. I was about it. to say, like, I'll just cut in post. Before you shuffle your deck to, to start the game, you may reveal this card and exile three or more cards you drifted that aren't in your deck. Choose a card at random, you exile with it. It becomes a copy of that card and gains this ability. Mm-hmm. So when I had it... In, uh, yeah, so when I had it in the draft, that uh, there was another red-blue draft, so I had three cards that I could copy with it. Okay. Ella Schnorn... Inferno Titan and Murderous okay. Red Cap and Murderous Red Cap. 
so it would protect itself when it dies. Right, if it becomes that at, ra- at random, right? Well, yeah. Most of the time, it's just like get three big three, get three big things, and then just YOLO. It's like I'll roll a d6. And like, for, but it's just like for me, like you know, it would be tough to you know, you definitely have to just like draft off color stuff or off you know, like like I, I think it almost encourages hate drafting because you're just like I saw this big absurd thing that I can't actually play, mm-hmm. but that this drop might become. It is sometimes nice. I found in that draft, it was like if there's nothing in the pack for me, like as right, the aggressive player, it's like okay, it. sure, I'll just take this Inferno Titan because I don't care. But I guess that is kind of hate drafting. But, but there was literally nothing in there for me. It's like okay. But like Alex Norton certainly like. Yeah, like that was a pretty gross package. And I think there was one time, I was just like, I think I had Edric Spymaster Trust, and then was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Let's do Red Cap. And I think I rolled and then got a, a Spymaster, and I was like, okay. Right, but I almost feel like you would want to play Red Cap in a deck that has a vault the Chimera in it, right? Uh, I mean, it was a little too slow for my deck. Like, that was a pretty aggressive red-blue deck. And Red Cap was just a little too slow. Okay. And I was like, alright, let's uh, let's do this. <laughs> I did not live the dream of uh, getting Inferno. T- I, I don't think I ever got... I think most of the time it died very quickly after it was cast. I think I may have ah. gotten it once. It's like, okay, let's try it now, or whatever. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's still very, yeah. very good. Card. I've not tried that. One. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Oh. It's kind of like a a morph creature, where you can morph into something huge, like right. an Inferno Titan. <laughs> could be anything. Yeah, could be one of these three things. As a matter of fact, it could be a boat. Yeah, but I, I definitely like that card. What are these cards? What are these reprints? Oh, they are reprints. Yep. yep. Hamelback Goliath. Oh boy. Sulfurous. Oh, there's Animus of Predation. What do you think of that card? So, I, I that was I had an Animus of Predation deck in the one draft that I did with it. Um, and the card was really neat. Um, but it was one of those things where, regardless of all these things I got, it was still just a four four for five. Did it have any? Yeah. Was it like? Did it have any abilities to make it? I mean, it had some abilities. It was like, you know, it was like flying, uh, I think it was like flying first strike. Huh. All right. Which was, you know, pretty good. Yeah. But that's because of the draft format. I was about to say in, in quote, in vanilla limited or whatever, yeah. Right, exactly. And I didn't see necessarily mm, how, uh, How that could necessarily, you know, I, I had a feeling it would be like a tougher sell in in cube, uh, in cube draft. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of how many abilities you would need for it to be worthwhile in like in your average cube deck. I mean, indestructible would certainly help if you had a lot of instances of that. Yeah, because like flying wouldn't be enough. But like it doesn't get everything. It doesn't get trampled. If it got, which is if it got literal, if, if it didn't get, you know, if it got literal everything, including like protection from colors, like undying, and, you know, if it literally just like got any sort of creature ability, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's weird that it doesn't get protection. I kind of assumed it did, but yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't get, you know, just like I said, it doesn't get trampled either. Yeah, which is really kind of weird. Does it get menace at least? So, yeah, it gets yes. menace. Menace, yeah, menace. Life link. 
Death Touch, Haste, Hexproof. I remember. I think I did. I think I did the math on Soul Flare and being like, "This is, this is fine. It's okay. It's hard to really get enough to do." And you're also giving yeah. up draft picks to do it, which sometimes you're at the later ends of the pile. It's like, okay. Right. So that's the other part of it too, right? Is that like, while fine in something like uh, vanilla draft, where you can just like brick creatures afterwards that aren't that big of a deal, like unless you have stuff that's off color, like. All the all the cube creatures should be good. Like you should want them in your deck mm-hmm. if you can play them. Yeah. So I, I don't think the tension it provides is worth that aspect of the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had Flash. I wish you could get Flash from it. That'd be cool. I still wouldn't play it. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to convince myself to play it. Let's be honest. <laughs> what about uh, what about Borderland Explorer? So Borderland Explorer is real big, by the way. Uh, the only thing you know, three one for two in green is pretty big. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like uh, big. Like I was on, I was confused. I'm like, did I look at the wrong card here? <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty big for like, you know, typically these kind of cards are like one ones. Yeah. So this one's a three one. Yeah. The problem is, is you know, you get to let other people fix their mana. Yeah, which can be an issue. And, you know, I it doesn't, again, it doesn't strike me as good enough for me to uh, possibly give my opponents a way to make their games better. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think it, I'm trying to think of the scenarios when it helps you, like kind of using it as reanimation stuff, like I can pitch this to the graveyard. Because it seems like there's a lot of green cards that are honorary Golgari cards, like Mulch and whatever, and like uh, Yeah, that would require a lot of... Yeah, now, if you're playing that kind of stuff, then I think you can certainly play this. Yeah, it's like, okay, fix your man, like... Like, then you can, right, you have just like a lot more interactions with uh, graveyard reanimation and and casting spells out of your yard and and, and just like a lot more interactions of, of things to do, but... Uh, that's a that's a very large package to put into a cube mm-hmm. uh, of of green cards, and which is fine. Like if you want to go that direction, I've just found that I like the rampy stuff better than the graveyard stuff. Yeah, green. agreed. Like they can cross paths, but in general, like it's a little little narrow. I guess is that the right word? Yep. Yeah, it's a little too narrow. What about call? Have you played much of Caller of the Untamed? Uh, zero. It's it's nice. So it's just a kind of a general value kind of thing that lets you play stuff off-color, which is cool. Yeah, the only thing I don't like is how much initial mana investment it takes. Yeah, which is awkward, yeah. To get the train rolling. Yeah, because it is a pillar field ox. Right, because there's there's a lot of uh, things I think that have to happen in order for it to get to a point where I think you're super happy about it. Because it also depends on what you exile as well. Right. Like, say you like, exile, like, a skin render or something. Yeah, or, like, you know, an Eternal Witness. Yeah? Which I think uh, I or, wanna... you know, which, which you probably don't want to do that anyway, but I'm just trying to think of something, like, cheaper than it is, Snapchat. so that way you can activate it on the following turn. Snapchat and then just get, like, value off it. I mean, I don't know, maybe. But is it, you know... Do you have if you're green, how many how many spells are you playing? 
I don't know. I've been known to play Snapcaster very greedily on, like, very few. It's just like, okay, here we go. So I'm probably biased on that, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, Flame Tongue seems fine. Like, you're tapping out, essentially, to do it. But if you're in a green deck, you may not necessarily have much creature removal anyway, like we were talking about earlier. Or, like, Skin Render or something. I was going to say Solemn, but I probably want to play that in my green decks. Right, so that's that's my problem with it, is that sort of tension with it. It's just like, okay, what are we really trying to do here? And how much time do I have to, like, goof off with this card? Mm -hmm. And that's something you can do... I think the multiplayer stuff is much more conducive to goofing off than than 1v1 cube games. Most of the time, I think when I've seen people play it, they don't tend to, like, be dirtling around. It's it's generally just nice value. And that's a nice thing, too, about these cards like... uh, like Arcane Savant and Chimera and this, like you can change the mid game, like between games. Like say your opponent has. You oh sure, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I mean you can have some pre sideboard, you can have some sideboard action or whatever. Okay, I can see that value in it. Yeah, like say they cool. like say that makes a little more sense. Yeah, like say uh, I'm trying to think of an example, like there, there may be a matchup where you just want to copy like a Thought Not Seer or something, because like it's a slower game or something, you just want to pick apart their hand versus like. I need to kill all their stuff ASAP, so I just need a skin render or something. So it has that kind of play as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever really did that with Arcane Savant. Actually, maybe I did. I think I may have changed some t- one time to like a tutor of some variety. I'm like, I need a, I need a tutor. <laughs> I need a wrath or something. I don't know. Probably something like that. But it, it gives you some play as well. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those generally like if you untap with it you win, which generally I'm not a big fan of in Cube. Like, I've kind of talked about those cards kind of being underwhelming. But it feels like with Caller of the Untamed, it usually gives you enough, like, momentum going forward to be worth it. If that mm. makes sense? Sure. Like, how much, how long can you afford to let this thing live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, almost like a... I'm trying to think of, like, a Master... Whatever. Master of the Hunt? Master of the Wild Hunt? Yeah, Master of the Wild Hunt. <laughs> Yeah, which is another card I came around on. That card's sweet. Turns out, fighting, fighting is. Good. <laughs> Turns out, fighting is good. Yep, army in a can. Yep, good. It's a slow release. Sticking your dogs on things also good. I was about to say it's, it's kind of a slow release can, but it's good. Yeah, it's not like the can of worms, like the the they during like the peanut brittle. Oh, I was gonna say it's like the. Where you the open coil. it up and it's like. Psh- it's like you open it up and it's like. Well, I was gonna say it's like the uh, the fireworks, you know, that black snake. Oh, oh yeah, the the, the ash yeah. snake or whatever. Like. <laughs> God, nothing is more unimpressive than that when you pass like age seven. Yeah. It's so awesome at like age six, and like you hit age seven and watch you're like, oh. like oh, it's that's it. I see. I feel like I was on South Park or something. But yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, like they made the biggest one and it like messed everything up or whatever. Yep, yep, and it like covered the entire town in ash. Yeah, destroyed the whole town. Yep, yep. Wow. What about uh, Leovold's operative, the uh, the bad Cogwork librarian? Okay, so I don't know. It's a bad Cogwork librarian. That's, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too scared. But just like the fact that you have to 
like your next pack after that gets messed up is bad. Well, okay, so I am fine. I kind of like stuff like this because I do like Cogwork Librarian, and I do like the one where you have to draft the entire rest of the pack. Yeah. And then you just, like, skip the rest. Because mm-hmm. at some point you just cash that thing in and you're like, you're fine. Yeah. But the reason why I like those cards in my cube is because they're colorless. Mm-hmm. And any deck can actually play with them. And granted, it, it does more when you're when you're drafting than it does actually playing with it. Or was... this card, like, uh, maybe you want to play a 3-2 three, for 3. But, you know, I, I don't know. I... I haven't been impressed enough with these or had enough good reports, but I, I haven't played with it yet. Yeah, I, so I think I saw it and I'm just like, oh, this is a bad cowork librarian. I don't know. I, yeah. I passed when I saw that. I was like, eh. It did seem, did seem super interesting to me. Um, so. Yeah. What do you think of Regal Behemoth? Another line of six mana green creatures. Right, well, at least you become the the monarch. Yeah. Uh, and it doubles up your mana, which is nice. Yeah. And you know, I do after, like how, after... how Trample helps with becoming the monarch if you lose it. Right. Like, that's cool. Yes. Because then you get to crash first, and then maybe have double your mana. Ah, uh, yeah. Spells. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, and I, like I said, again, I'm not super impressed by red, by a green sixes. There are obviously a couple good ones, but there's not a ton. There's not a ton of good green sixes. When we just got like Green Warden or whatever, which is I think pretty solid. But I think certainly if you like being the monarch, this helps. Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, I don't know. I could be convinced to try it, but I haven't played it. I think I liked it when I tried it. And it sounds very non-committal, but. <laughs> I liked it. it it's, it's there's unfortunately there's prime time and then there's a bunch of other sixes which aren't prime time in cube. Like uh, right, like six warden, yeah, green warden. I, for a while, I tried to run the one where you get landfall and you get a four four. Yeah, I was it's, kind of mediocre on that one. That was much worse than I wanted it to be. Yeah, because it's essentially seven mana. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I I can't do this. <laughs> Yeah. I do like how it doubles your mana, but... I mean, it's certainly no Prime Titan, but I, I, I liked it generally. It was decent. It was decently good. Not, Not absurd, but it was, it was solid. What do you think of Silvala? Heart uh, of the Wild. Not a, not a fan. Yeah. It does make mana. Makes makes a couple mana. But yeah. yeah, but it costs one to use it. Yeah. So it's, you know, makes mana minus one, basically. Pretty much, yeah. It's like music minus one, but it's mana minus one. <laughs> it's what minus one? So, well, you know, like, so, so music minus one was an old thing you used to do that you would, you, it would be, uh, like old records and stuff. And what it would be tracked so that with the left speaker was like the solo instrument and the right speaker was like the backup band. Oh. So when you played the balance correct, you heard everything. But if you wanted to sing with it or play with it, you could turn just the music to like the all in the right speaker, oh. and the singer would go away. So then you could sing with the song. Huh? Called it music minus one. That's pretty cool. Hmm. So there you go. You learned something. That is awesome. That's I like it. Music minus one. We think of Silvala Stampede. 
the weird <sighs> the kind of oath sick. kind of card. Yeah. It's like a weird oath of druids kind of weird thing. Yeah, it seems like too much trouble to me. Yeah. It was one of those ones where I'm like, wait, how much text does this card have? And how much mana does it cost? Yeah, I'm good. And just keep it on by. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's my recommendation. Oh, there's a bunch of reprints. Yes. Of course. As a scroll past those. So I do like uh, I do like the Duretti Planeswalker. Oh, Duretti's absurd. It's like uh, Rakdos has been kind of okay, and then we got Coligan's Command and Duretti, and they're just like okay. Yeah, we got well, the, we got the and you have like uh, original Grenzo too, which like went from like being solid to like I, I think it's currently out of my cube. Yeah, I just don't have room for it, but it's it's, it's, right. it's good, but and it, but it's like all these cards keep coming out. It's like crap. Yeah, like I, I where do I put this? And like and, and an actual like dragon Coligon, like five drop Coligon. Yeah, like that card's absurd too. Yep. Cause I ain't got so like, so it, it's real tough. But yeah, I like the Duretti quite a bit. Yeah. Um, even in Decks, old obviously is absurd. Yeah, even in decks that aren't really like artifact based, just like red black whatever decks with Duretti, I've really been impressed with. It's like all right, make a dude, and they're one one, so they can block pretty well. I, I don't have enough room for Kaya Ghost Assassin, but she's solid. Uh, I, I there's there's a little too much. Not quite good enough when I read the card. Like everything doesn't quite do enough because black white is really strong color combination. Yeah, there's so like a, a really th- tough to crack, and this one doesn't do quite enough for me. She's unfortunately like competes with about a thousand Sorens right now. <laughs> right, there's a lot of Sorens that are very good. Um, there's anguish on making too. Right, exactly. Like. There's just, like I said, there's a, a lot of, you know, it's like Vindicate, Anguished on Making, uh, Picasaurin, um, Gerard's Verdict, mm-hmm. like... Lingering Souls, if you're counting it there. Right, I mean, right. It's like how many how many black-white cards, I mean, just like green-white, which is also just like a ridiculously stacked color combination. Like, how many of these cards can you play? Like, eventually it just gets really hard to incorporate things unless they're doing new things. Yeah. Like... Having a black-red Planeswalker, that's good, for example. Yeah. Black-red is also pretty deep. However, when you get an opportunity to do something like this, that's even that's pretty good, too. So. Yeah. Leovold, so yeah, seems okay, but I just don't have room for it, honestly. Yeah, Leovold's fine. Uh, he's absurd if you get to, if you get to play it. Um, it. It just generates so much so fast. Yeah. And... You know, the, the big problem with that card is just how prohibitively expensive the foil ones are. Oh, I, oh, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. Take a guess. Uh, 250. Yeah, it's between 2 and 250. Wow, so I was pretty close. Yeah. Yep. That's still a lot. I mean, a that's... little bit of range, uh, like type 1 legacy play. Yeah. So, and you know, again, these, these, Cards and packs are hard to open just for the sake of opening them, so not a lot of them being opened. Yep, unfortunately. So there's a Marchesa, which is, eh. yeah. So like Marchesa is very good, 
But good luck. Some pretty expensive. That's a lot of mana. And like, I I kind of dig the if someone else is a monarch, yeah, like an assassin. Yeah, I like that. Like, I do like that, but it, it's kind of weird to me that it has haste. Well, I guess it's like pressure that, like to pressure them. It's like, do you want to block this dude? Flavor wise, no, I mean, it's weird. Has haste. Yeah, yeah. Especially like her pose. It's just like, hey, I'm the queen. I'm all distinguished, and yeah, she has haste. Yeah, Flavor wise, it's, it's weird. Doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for it to like the second part makes a ton of sense to me to send out haste assassins or whatever to try to get your crown back. Yeah. Like, that makes sense to me. And it, and it makes sense to me that you become the monarch. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to me that she has that touch. But I'm not quite sure where the haste comes from. Maybe she's really mad. Ah. I don't, does the crown grant haste? I don't know. Maybe. I think she's just really mad. He's just like... But yeah, she her pose just makes her look like she's not really... But I, like. It, but the thing is, it actually kind of like just the one from Khan's block better. The, the demon. Which one? Who's cost the same. But you sacrifice a creature and it gets all different kinds of bonuses. Oh, Butcher of the... Yeah. Is it Butcher, Butcher of the Horde? Yep. That name's so generic. Again, I thought that was just like, that can't be it. X of the Y. Yeah. Master of the Wild Hunt. Wait. Sower of the Temptation. <laughs> Knights of the Black Rose. Yep. Yep. Adriana, Captain of the Guard. Yeah. Yeah. There's another melee card. And a bunch of... Oh, these are reprints after that, right? In multicolor? Sure are. Whee! Yeah. And, and the only new artifact is Spy Kit, which I actually kind of like. Yeah. What? What's that? I assume... What does it mean in other formats? So, like, in this format, it's pretty awesome, right? Because you just get to do a bunch of uh, different things. Um, because all these cards like search for cards that have different names. Yeah. So you can do lots of searching for things because it says has has the names of all non legendary cards, non legendary creature cards. So you know you get to to goof around with it there. Um, but I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've thought about this card. I don't have one and I don't play it because I just don't have room. Okay. But, um. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that that had some really nice interactions. Uh, so you can... Uh, I, I thought it was very amusing. I kind of hope that you could, like, meld with it. Hmm. That really amused me. But I don't know if you can, if it doesn't have the flip side. If it's not the name, I don't think you can do it. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't but know. It's really, but it's really amusing to me to think of that. <laughs> yeah. Because that's something that names a specific creature type. Yeah. And, uh, it's like Hanware Battlements. There was, something, there was something very specific, and I just can't remember what it is now, Huh. that that made it interesting to me. And I think Cranny might have mentioned it at one point when this card was first spoiled. Oh, okay. And I can't remember what it is right now, but huh. I think it's a neat card. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one of those things where, like, if you control X and Y, you get a, a pickle. <laughs> you, you get the pickle. 
Yeah, yeah no. like, uh, I, I, I don't know, I can't remember what it is right now. I just remember being like, oh, I never thought about that. And then I just never thought about it again. And okay. I spoke it on the, right now on the, and thought I would remember what I was thinking of, and I just don't remember, so it just sounded really awkward. Oh, so that's all good. Happens. It shows how, how the, the many uses of Spy Kit. Yeah, and he's like, you said, every, oh, Throne of the, the High City. I actually like that card. Let's you crack it whenever it's convenient. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. And I like it, especially if you're adding, like, you know, like colorless Eldrazi cards to your deck. Yeah. To your cube, rather. Just gives you, like, another, like, useful way to, to make, uh. Make colorless. Colorless mana. Wingding mana. And, uh, right. <laughs> and to, uh. You know, get some of that monarch stuff involved. Yeah. So what do you think of the uh, the conspiracies on this one? Which of these have you liked? So I don't like after conspiracy was spoiled. I tried the conspiracies. Like I tried all of them out, and I was like, okay, let's try them out. And it just felt like really gimmicky. Like it's just I don't know. Just it made the draft just feel really gimmicky and awkward. And it feels like like uh. So it was an analogy I made to somebody in terms of just, like, how the conspiracies felt in draft. It was, like, remember in the 90s, like, when it was, like, a big trope in advertising? It was, like, hey, kids, do, like, whatever, like, you know, like, knitting? But here's Mm -hmm. extreme knitting or whatever. Right, right, right. It was kind of that way with, like, conspiracy where, like, the original one was designed with Cube in mind, and, like, this one is at well, and it just felt like, hey, kids... Do you like drafting five color control? Here's world knit or whatever. You know, just like all this kind of just kind of felt like it. It's like this quote unquote extreme drafting. It just kind of I did it for some drafts and it just kind of felt really gimmicky. I'm like this. Yeah, the the only one of these I really I, there's a couple that I like a little bit. Uh, the first one is Sovereign's Realm. Yeah, like Sovereign's. There's definitely like power wise, like Sovereign's Realm, like Summoner's Bond, like was really good. When I tried it out, the color ones were okay. Like, Hymn to the Wilds was really solid. Emissary's Ploy. Like, essentially all the, like, Echoing Boon was kind of garbage. Yeah, essentially pretty much all of them. Just, like, Emissary's Ploy was really good. You could just essentially, like, you know, be like a mono-blue aggressive deck mm-hmm. with just, like, all the one-drops or whatever. It's like, all right, here's this Rakdos Cackler. But essentially, like, a lot of, like... Sovereign's Realm was definitely the most powerful one. So you could just, like, play a whole of your lands as spell lands. Right. Like, there was a, uh, on Moto, there's, like, Vanguard cards that let you play with, like, a modifier. Like, the the most the most popular ones, like, you know, Momir Vig, which you, you know, you mm-hmm. play a bunch of lands, but you can use the ability to get a random creature or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, this there was one that, like, let you cast, like, if you discarded... A, I think it was a spell. You could play it as a land or something, and this is kind of the opposite. Where it's just like, okay, like all of like your Koth of the Hammer, you could just that just becomes a rainbow land or whatever. Like everything just becomes right. that kind of land. I mean, you discard two cards, but I remember somebody did it with that and backup plan. But oh, but I tweeted ah. but I tweeted at Matt Tayback and he said that's not a combo. That doesn't work. And oh, I was yeah, kind of, no, no, because it's, it's fives. Yeah, because the way he did it was like five and seven. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. No, no, no. It. I'm not a judge lawyer. And then Tayback was like, yeah, that doesn't work. I'm like, I'm not surprised. 
But by the time I heard back, by the time I tweeted at him, like, I already took the conspiracies out, so I was just like, shrug. It's really amusing. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like, all of them on power, like, Sovereign Drums is, like, definitely the most powerful, but it just, it just felt really gimmicky. Like, I definitely, I wouldn't turn my nose up if somebody was to, you know, draft with them. I wouldn't be, do, would do that, but it's yeah. just something I wouldn't I, want I, to draft over and over. Cause it, I certainly did not like this set of them as much as I liked the last set of them. Yeah. Which feels weird, because I felt like they had more cube experience with them this time around. Well, I think they were just they were just pushing in different directions. Yeah. I do like Summoner's Bond because it like let you get essentially let your creatures become like creature tutors. Mm-hmm. Like your goblin guide could get your rattle master right, or whatever. Right, right. It's like, oh boy. And like even like er like late game if your creatures like here's my goblin guide where it would normally just not really be that great, it would give it extra value. So that part is cool about it, but I don't know. Like, it really wasn't something I wanted to do. But again, I'm not being like, OMG, this this is stupid. You're if you have these, you're dumb. No, and it's and that's the thing, right? You're just trying to have fun. You're just trying to do some stuff. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. I just did, I just noticed that I did not like any of these. Uh, I actually saw a foil. Uh, I went I was at a shop and they had a foil uh, realm with a gigantic crease on it, hmm. and they really didn't discount it at all. They're like. Yeah, no one really has these, so I don't really feel the need to discount it at all. Wow. I was like, okay. Guess, well, guess who's not buying it? I guess I will not be purchasing this one with a gigantic crease in it. That's which, awkward. Like, in a way, like, it doesn't matter if it has a crease in it, because it's not like it's, you know, it's only ever really going to get drafted. It's not going to get played in a deck at all, yeah. because it's going to be put aside. Yeah. But, like, if I'm going to pay this much, you know, money for a card... I at least want it to be close to good condition. Yeah, and that's so that at some point in time in the future, if I want to get rid of it, I can, you know, get what it's worth. But then you can tell the person, hey, nobody has these, so I'm not going to mark this down like that guy did. Right, just like roll it downhill. Yeah, exactly. Instead of paying it forward, roll it downhill. By the way, don't do that. So I guess that's a bit it in conspiracy. And actually, we're we're going at a pretty good pace, which I'm kind of kind of surprised at. Yeah, we're because uh, we're staying away from the the poopy cards. I was about to say we're and we're not reading the cards out loud. Right, and that's uh, right exactly. No no card descriptions and this, saving time for the important things like tangents. Yeah, yeah, yeah tangents and and whatever. So I'm looking at conspiracy commander 2016 and let's be honest, there's not a lot in this side. No, there's really not. Like I was not that impressed with. Uh, the options available. Yeah. So, uh, I know some people were like, you know, I've spent so much on cube already. This is like a nice, ref- like a nice, like breather. But yeah, there's really not much. Like, like selfless squire. Like, come on, it costs four mana and it's just like awkward. It's like a bad. It's like a fog essentially. Like three and a white. I, I'll read this one out loud because I, I assume most people. So three and a white for a one one flash human soldier. Whenever squire, selfless squire enters the battlefield, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn. Whenever damage would be dealt to, whenever damage that would be dealt to you is prevented, put that many plus one plus one counters on selfless squire. So oh, okay. essentially, that last line only really applies when it comes into play because there aren't really that many damage prevention things going on. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's like it feels like. 
And I pretty much didn't like this card at all when I saw it. I think I saw, like, I think, like, Frank Lepore had, like, a article talking about Commander cards, and I was like, this card's not... It costs four mana, and it's in really tough competition, and most of the time it just really doesn't do much. Like, it feels like the times when you would... Like, the times when you're, like, you get attacked by a Titan, and you stop it, and it becomes a 7-7, like, stick out... But most of the time, that doesn't really happen. Granted, I haven't played this card because I ain't got room for it. So, right. but like, it just and, seems like it just doesn't really do enough. And nobody got room for that. Yeah, pretty much. Also, Undaunted sucks for the mechanic, where it costs one less for each opponent, so everything's super overcosted for cube, unfortunately. Right, exactly, because it's just like, oh, well, this you know is reasonable when it's you know minus three or whatever, and it's like, well. Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So, wow. the way it goes, you know? Yeah, I guess, so there was, like, two new cards and a bunch of reprints. That's fair. All right. Or I guess three. I don't know. Those other cards suck. So I'm going to look at blue. Okay. And there's some I'm other cards that I was kind of... Un- so there was one card that got a lot of hype. I guess two cards that got a lot of hype that I was also not very super enthusiastic about. And I'll read these aloud, which is kind of contradicting what I said earlier, but... Whatever. Huh. Deep Glow Skate, four and a blue for a 3-3. Three, three. Creature Fish. When Deep Glow Skate enters the battlefield, double the number of each kind of counter on any number of target permanents. So essentially, one-shot doubling season, but it can do something. Like, it comes into play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I imagine that comes out of the Atraxa deck, right? Uh, I have no idea. Double the counters deck. Sure. I guess. I don't know. Uh, it is Atrax's colors, but yeah, I have no idea. But I mean, honestly, like, it feels like the dream scenarios just stick out a lot more. I think it feels like a lot of the. It seems like a recurring theme with a lot of these cards that other people seem to have liked, but I don't. It's like the dream scenarios stick out so much, but uh-huh. the average case, you know, just like. You know, BCSM, you know, best case scenario mentality, and like how it realistically plays out are just like worlds apart. Right. Like, you obviously don't want to play this when there's nothing in play, but I'm trying to think of the critical mass of cards that. Because, like, you feel like you would want a certain number of cards that combine with this, which is, for the most part, planeswalkers, to realistically play this in your deck. And right, because that's the big payoff for doubling the number of counters on things, because the games don't take long enough where you're having a bunch of... I mean, granted, you'll have things like Triskelion or or stuff like that that will greatly benefit from having counters on it, but let's be honest, this yeah. is certainly, uh, certainly what you want to be doing is doubling up your Planeswalkers. It's like, uh, it's like the main attraction, you know, it's like the headliner versus like the opening band. Like, Triskelion's the opening band. Planeswalkers are the headliner. <laughs> right, right, right. Oof. And if, like, you don't have any Planeswalkers, then it's like, okay, I guess I have this Triskelion, a Tanglewire, and a, uh... I'm trying to think of some other counters cards. Uh-oh. Yeah, like, uh... Some level-up cards, like Student against... Warfare. Yeah, right, there are things... Oh, yeah, level-up counters, right? Yeah. Like... So, yeah, that's, uh, that's maybe a real thing? Yeah, but, like, say you have... But I'm trying to think of the num- minimum number of cards I would want in a deck to realistically play this. It's also a five, so it's like you aren't going to really want to play a ton of expensive stuff anyway in a deck. 
And I don't know what that meant, what that critical mass is. Like, five? Like, five cards and a, pl- a couple planeswalkers, maybe? Right, well, you want to get a big, uh, a big payout on it when you, when you cast it, right? So, uh, cause let's be honest, it's like a, it, it doesn't, you know, it's a fish. Even though it kind of looks like, like, oh, that might have flying, like it doesn't. Yeah. It is, it is a sea snid. Right. It's a 5 so, three, three, a sea snid. But yeah, I don't yeah. know, like, I, I don't know what the payout is, like, how much, I would want, or if it depends, like, on the planeswalkers that you have, like, because some of them can ultimate really easily, like, Koth, or, if you double it, like, Koth, or, uh, Koth, like, uh, Jace Architect of Thoughts, or, like, Tanner, Well, right, and maybe. especially the four mana ones, right? Yeah. So you're, like, four mana, that, plus it, their turn, Seasnid, like, double ultimate up? something. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like Gideon, Ally, Zendikar, or whatever. Yeah, but even then, like having all the counters just lets you make an emblem. Yeah. Like that doesn't yeah, it doesn't do a ton. Like. Yeah, yeah, because you can't ratchet it down. Essentially, it's like, yep, make an emblem, and then you can emblem again, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really feeling this card, and I'm not really feeling fairy artisans either. Do you remember that one? Yes, yeah, so, so that's the one that uh, when stuff comes into play, you get a token copy of it. Yeah, unfortunately, right? it's under your opponent's token. control, not not yours. Right, so it's only for stuff they make. Yeah, and yeah, so whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's an artifact. In addition okay. to its other types, then exile other tokens created by it. And it's, oh, so you only get to have one at a time. Yeah, and it's a and it's not you may either, right? So nope. they can just do it in whatever order they want in order to make sure you don't wind up with something good. Yeah, it's like, like oh, here's this uh, gristle brand, or well, or like here's a titan, and then it's like, okay, here's this other thing. Like most of the time, it's not going to work in your favor. And it's three and a blue for a two-two, which is like pretty mediocre stats anyway. Like, it, again, it's one of those things where it's like, the dream scenarios look insane, but in reality, it's pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Grip of Phyresis, which makes... Now, that card is hysterical to me. Yeah. I love this card. I just don't necessarily love it for Cube, I, I but like... I love this card. It's hysterical to me. I remember thinking, like, man, if there was just a little bit more... I would maybe want to play it in cube, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just so limiting in the number of targets, but it is pretty, like, flavor-wise, OMG, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, and the artwork is outstanding. Isn't it holding, like, a sort of body of mind or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's a 2-2, two, two, and then it becomes a, a 2-2. Two, two. That's a sword. You could do EOT, too, as an instant, which is cool. But yeah, unfortunately, it just doesn't have enough targets to, to be good for Q. But I do like that you just, like, gain control of it. It's just, like, yours now. Yeah, even if it's, it's the opponent's. Not, right, exactly. It's just, like, yours, like, unless they bounce it or, you know, kill it or whatever. It's just like, well, this is mine. Yeah. And you can't just, like, re-equip it on something else. Like, when you take control of one of the creatures that has an equipment on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're like, all right, fine, we'll just move this to something else. Yeah, it's like, oh. But, but yeah, that's pretty nifty. Yeah, that card's neat, but certainly not... Sort of not playing it. Yeah. Yeah, in black, there's not really a whole lot. There's some other junk. 
There's Magus of the Will, which is nifty. Yeah, like we remember like Maguses. Yeah. I, I like Magus. It feels like a lot of people don't like Magus of the Wheel, but I still I like, like it. Wheel is sweet. Yeah, like cash it, cash it in. <laughs> I'm done with my deed. I might as well, might as well wheel, and it costs more than wheel. But I think the I'm trying to think if the payoff is higher on Magus of the we of the Will than wheel. The payoff for listening to you pronounce them differently is hysterical to me. There you go, Will and wheel. What's the next one going to be like? Wool? Magus of the wool. Who becomes a sheep? Yeah. <laughs> Dark creature becomes, becomes an O1 sheep. Ovinomancer. There we go. Oh, he was the original Magus of the wool. Right. Nice. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Thank you, thank you, Magus. But I think I like the payoff is definitely, I feel like the payoff is higher on Magus of the Will if you can set it up. Mm-hmm. I think on the average, maybe Magus of the Wheel is better, but I think with a few marquee things, like especially if you can just like, I don't know, like cast a bunch of stuff really cheaply, like swords or whatever, or I guess source of plowshares or whatever. Well, or, I mean, the thing is, is like obviously, I mean, if, if Jogmut's Will is good in your deck, then this card's good in your deck. Yeah. The end. Yeah, pretty much. I do like and that. At least you get a three three for it, you know, in the meantime. Yeah. It's definitely slow, but that's fine. It's a 3-3. Whatever. Oh, Frenzied Fugue. That's a card I actually care about. Do you see that one? Yes, I'm looking at it now. It's it's weird. Let's see. Enchant Permanent. When Frenzied Fugue enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep, gain control of it until the end of turn, untap it, and it gains haste. Yeah, so essentially oh, okay. you play... So you just like, get to control it every time it does something. Well, like, just, yeah, when you every... play it, you get control of it, and then every one of your turns you get control of it again. Yeah, essentially you just play Tug of War. I was like, you take it, and then it right. has ace and you attack, and then the opponent gets it back, and then during your upkeep you get it back, and you just kind of play Tug of War. I've, I've quite liked this card, even as like a threaten with upside kind of thing. But I've liked it. That's interesting. Yeah, like I think there was one time... I uh, played it versus opponent who was kind of like blue green ramp or something, okay. and he had like a prime time that he cast, and I had a Chandra, the whatever flame caller, mm-hmm. at like five or no, it was at four, and then like he prime timed, got a maze of if, mm-hmm. and some other stuff, and I was like, well, I gotta deal with this thing. <laughs> So I stole it with a uh, with frenzied fugue, and then like attacked, got a couple lands, and then bolted it, and then finished it off with Chandra to get a couple lands that I really needed. Mm-hmm. And like that was pretty nice to be able to do it. If the opponent didn't have like you know, if the opponent didn't have a maze, I probably would have just kept the prime titan and just kind of would have kept attacking a race with it. It's like, okay, you get it back, I don't care. But unfortunately, my life was a little bit low to not want to do that. <laughs> but it was really interesting because it gives you a lot of things. Like, you can steal permanence, which is cool. But I remember there was one time when my opponent played Elspeth's Sons Champion, and we kind of had a weird tug of war. And we oh, got yeah. To, we got it to six, and neither of us wanted to plus it because then the opponent could just emblem it. And then so I was like, I, so I was like, uh, 
I think there was times when we would just like minus three and whatever, and you know they'll just do it back and forth. And granted, it obviously isn't the same as stealing it, but there really isn't like the closest card that steals a permanent is confiscate, and it, and also doesn't give haste, and it also costs six. So, <laughs> but I don't. It definitely gives you a lot of things to do. And granted, there's a trope of saying like it just costs one more mana, which mm-hmm. granted. That's actually a thing. Like, four no, mana. That's legitimate. Yeah. But I think it's still solid. Like, you don't necessarily have to cut your Hellrider for it, but, I mean, no one's forcing you to. You can cut other things. <laughs> like, no one's forcing you to cut right. fours for fours or whatever. But, yeah, I've definitely liked it. It's it's definitely performed pretty well in that kind Good. of role of just, like, get something out of the way and then just attack or whatever. It's certainly just, interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. It was nice. I, that, I, that Planeswalker part with the, the Chandra was definitely, or with the, uh, the Elspeth was definitely really interesting. It was like, make dudes. Make dudes. I'm like, huh. Pass? <laughs> right. <laughs> get it like, back. uh... Hmm. Yeah, it was weird. But it was really interesting, though. I thought it was cool. But yeah, definitely definitely have liked this card. Okay. A, lot, a lot of the other cards are kind of mediocre. Like, uh, there's a Dragon, which I wish had haste. Otherwise, I would Love it. Do you see that one that like lets you runehorn spellcake? Yeah, it lets spell you wheel of fortune, but it's mediocre. Mm. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Oh, what's there in green? I'm trying to remember. There's a bunch of weird partner cards that's that are meh. Uh, primate. Nope. Nope. Yeah, no green cards. They're all terrible. <laughs> Spoiler: They're all awful. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else there is. Some of the artwork's kind of amusing, like Evolutionary Escalation. Yeah. Yeah, the art's pretty sweet. Okay, so there's a bunch of, like, uh, there's some overcosted land cycling ones. And so what do you think of this one? Uh, actually, and all the four-color cards, like, good luck playing them, because they're, they're awkward. So there's one called Grave Upheaval. Unfortunately, it's nowhere near as good as Upheaval. Ha <laughs> Four and a black and a red, so six mana sorcery. Put target creature from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. Basic land cycling two. Note it costs six. Right, which is pretty good because it's right. So like when it's useless, when it's useless, you can at least go get a land. Yeah. When it's useful, it's probably pretty good because it gets anybody's graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, no new school, but, only your graveyard. But like, I feel like this is a certainly a a different type of black red card. Yeah, this is much more Jundi. I was about to say, yeah, more just like Jundi or Grixis or whatever. It's like where you want to just get a bunch of value, but it's it feels like it's pretty hard. Like even with the competition, like. Like, I'm definitely, like, there's obviously Culligan's Command and Duretti are better, for sure. But, like, the fact that, like, you get to keep it, it yeah. doesn't, like, exile it at the end of turn or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, Shallow Grave or whatever. So that makes it a little more appealing, I think. Up, appealing? Up. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I don't know. I I was pretty I was pretty shrug on this. It's certainly card. neat, but I, I I just can't see it being remotely fast enough to do anything. Yeah, ultimately it's six mana, which is 
real, real awkward. Like, I do actually like a Traxa if you could cast it. But, yeah. I mean, a 4-4 Flying Vigilance Death Touch Lifelink for 4 mm-hmm. is pretty freaking good. Yeah. But... However... <laughs> but, good luck with that. Color, colors are a little rough, though. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, you know, there's definitely, like, you can definitely draft the mana for it, but, like, very few decks are going to want to realistically play it. Like, there's going to be somebody who's going to force five color control or whatever. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's not the dominant deck in your cube or something where, like, if you're not playing five color control, you're you're doing it wrong or whatever. Which seemed like it was a problem years ago, but I still I still see cubes that have that issue. Versus, like, if you're not drafting the Signet deck or something, you're just dumb. Or you're right. just going to lose or whatever. Some other mediocre blue, like, land cycling cards, like, there's a three, a blue, and a white, which makes four birds in land cycles. Yeah, like, I just don't feel the need to play any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're just mediocre, unfortunately. Like, there's a bunch of legends that suck. Like, there's a Coiling Oracle that, like, doesn't do anything when it comes into play, but you can spend four mana or something, and it's just... The only the only card that I really care about in multicolor is Vile Smasher. Yeah, Vile Smasher is the interesting one to me as well. That's literally the only card that I remember it existed outside of Atraxa. Yeah. And could tell you what it like mostly what it did. Well, it has partner very very useful in in a uh, in cube. As, All right, yeah, know, not, yeah, not so much. Yeah, so a one a black and a red for a two three. When you cast your first spell each turn, Vile Smasher deals damage equal to that spell's converted mana cost to an opponent chosen at random. Gee, I wonder which opponent that will be. Right, which opponent shall it choose? It will be you, Mister. You, opponent. yeah. I, I liked it. I I tried it. I'm right now, because I'm just keeping a really low multicolor count, mm-hmm. then I'm just doing the two, but if I played three, I would, this would definitely be number three. Like, when I tried it out, it did so much damage a lot of the time. Right. That's the, the, the thing, is like, if this thing lives for a couple of turns, I feel like there's so much that it can do. Yeah. Because it's just like first spell. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. So, like, if you're like, you know, this on three... A four drop on four, take four. Mm-hmm. You know, a five drop on five, take five. Yeah. Or God forbid, like, this on turn three, like, a cough on turn four, take four, animate a creature, attack you, like... Yeah. At, you know, during your upkeep, fire blast you for ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, take... Take ten. Because kind you of, can, the uh, fact that it's every turn, it's not just your turn. Yeah. It just says each turn. Yeah. So you get to cast spells on their turn and, and ding them too. It kind of makes me think of Rashmi, which I don't know if a lot of other people are really happy about, but I've been pretty happy with it in my cube. Oh, uh, the uh, Mind's Desire for one. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh where it's kind of the same kind of thing where it's like you cast it, and then like if you can't kill it, you're just it's just not going to go well for you because it's like, okay, now they can just essentially draw the card, the next card mm-hmm. they play, or they just play it for free or whatever. It's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it does. So it does. A, I think Vile Smasher, as well, just kind of works in that realm where it just does a lot, and it works pretty well. Like even in like the, the red black aggressive deck, I'm really happy with how that was in terms of just like, okay, deal with this thing now or you're dead. 
even if it just deals an additional three damage or something from a spell. It, I mean, it's three damage. It, it did something. It cast Searing Spear or it cast Searing Blaze or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely pretty very happy with it. The la- I think yeah, that was card a, seems super sweet. The last I mean. card I think was Ash Barons. I think I think that was the last one. Unless there's something decent in artifacts, which I don't think there was. Arm a boom pile? No. Do you see? Remember boom pile? Oh yeah. The the O stone coin flip. Yup. Yeah. Shrug. Oh, Christian Crystalline Crawler. I remember that card. That card was pretty nice. Remember that card? That's the giant hedron crawler, right? Yeah. Yeah, with a uh, converge. Yeah, uh, I mean that's kind of neat. I liked how one thing I liked about it is assuming you can cast it for a decent amount, which the decks that would play it did. Uh, it would protect itself pretty well because you could just use the mana for it, or it could just be huge, or it right. could just be used as like a pentad prism kind of thing, where it's just like okay, get rid of three counters, and then get make an eight drop or something, and then cast your. Uh... C-Snid and double it. Yeah, C-Snid. Woo! But yeah, I, I like this card. It's nice. It's a nice artifact that's not... It's like for the non, you know, two-color decks or whatever. But it's nice. Sure. I wasn't as huge on Prismatic Geoscope, though. The domain mana rock. Mm-hmm. Like, comes in a play, if five mana comes in a play tapped, right. taps for domain. It was just a little too clunky. Yeah, it's just that the fact that it costs five is just like, ugh. Yeah, like it's no Glotus, unfortunately. Just call it Glotus? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought, I didn't know if that was a thing or not. I guess, I guess. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I'm just out of touch. It's like the, I definitely know it's a can of spinach, that's for sure. Like from Popeye? Yes. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. We used to, we used to sing. <laughs> it's like, uh oh. Especially when you used to, like, Burst of Energy it in the old, like, extended deck. I'm trying to think what Burst of Energy is. Untap it for one white mana. <laughs> and it had, like, Cycling or something. I was about to say, I'm like, did it at least Cantrip or something? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would... No, it didn't Cantrip, but you could... Uh, this was, like, Untap Target Permanent. Like, one white. Huh. Burst well, that's a Cycling card for you. Certainly and so, so you would twiddle you would twiddle it and Burst, a, burst it... To make a bunch of mana, and then like Mind's Desire. Huh. Back when Mind's Desire was legal in a format. Huh. That's that's something. That was that was that. So that was the the uh, the extended when Mirrodin just had come out. That was one of the that was one of the, it was the pro tour in New Orleans, and I think it was on Halloween weekend. Wow. Uh, the one that Bob Marr won with like Crumbling Sanctuary. That was the one where, like, you could mind slaver people, and Tinker was legal. So you would Tinker for their Frexian processor and just kill them. Wow. Wow. That's... And it played, like, it was like Metal Worker. It was like a Metal Worker deck or whatever, too, so... What? Yeah. That format sounds like... Oh, it was awesome. I understand. It sounds like something. <laughs> it was awesome, let me tell you. Jeez. That sounds like a format. Let's see. The last card uh, is um, Ash Barons. That's the last card. Like I looked at the rest of it, just it kind of looks kind of garbage. And I actually like Ash Barons. It's a pretty innocuous card. So it's a land. 
tap mm-hmm. for uh, colorless mana or basic land cycling one. Like, it's not super snazzy or anything, but does the job. Decent job of mana fixing. Oh, it must have been Grand Prix. His Tinker deck was a Pro Tour was a a, a Pro Tour deck, but I don't think it, it was definitely a, a Metal Worker deck with Tinker and everything. But it didn't have. Uh, I don't think it had. Uh, what's his name in it yet? Wasn't legal yet. Huh. But then there was one with Mind Slaver after after Mind Slaver and Guild of Lotus came out. I think that was a Grand Prix. Huh. I don't remember. So that was 2003. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. Sorry, I uh, was distracting you because I'm, I'm kind of bugged now trying to figure out what that is. Oh, sorry. So let's see. Mind Slaver Grand Prix. Good old Mind Slaver. Hmm. Yeah, I remember this Grand Prix. Hmm. That was the one that. Too, but I, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It's my memory's a little too suspect at this point. No, it's all good. So, so what are we looking at? Ash Barrens. Yeah, Ash Barrens. Where is that's the is that the basic land? That's the, is that the basic land fetcher? Yeah, yeah. Basic it taps for colorless or basic land cycles for one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's nice. It's not like super like flashy or anything, but it's, I've liked it. It's nice mana fixing. I usually put it as a land color slot, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. But it's been nice. Yeah, basically it just goes and gets you whatever you want, and it's only one for the basic land cycling and not two. Yeah, if it was two, that would be bad. that would be awkward. But one's nice. It's a nice... Yeah, it doesn't seem too bad. It's a nice utility thing. But yeah, like, not super fancy, but it gets the job done. And I think that's it. Like that's uh that's the only card I can re- other card I can really think of from that set. That's been about yeah, it. Yeah, there's not much. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, the set's kind of. I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time. Like go, I remember going over it initially when all the cards were revealed, and I was just kind of like, oh, hmm. okay, well. Yeah, I a guess, lot of it's uh, we're not the target market for the set. No. Yeah. No. Unfortunately. But, I mean, that's fine. It, we got at least some cards out of it. Some cards are better than nothing. But, yeah. So, yeah, it's always nice to get something. Yeah. But certainly not as good as previous Commander sets, I don't think. Yeah, there's no Confluences or True Name Nemesis or anything, unfortunately. Yeah, Mystic Confluence. Yeah, by Conf- the way, Mystic Confluence, that, that's a hell of a card, by the way. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, it just does so much. It just, yeah. I definitely had times where I counter something, bounce something, draw a card, and it's just unfair. It's like, what? How does this even work? Right. It's like you cast and you're like, wait, what am I doing? Oh, crap. Yeah. I don't think I've ever cashed it in for three cards. Counter your thing? Draw two cards? Okay. Yeah, like, sure. That's, uh, that's fair. Sure, that's that's cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... I think I've, like, countered something and then drawn two, which is, I guess, the closest to it. But I've never actually just cast as Jace's Ingenuity. Probably because I'd prefer to just counter something with it, but... Yeah, that card is absurd. Fiery Confluence, too. The Wretched yeah, Confluence is wretched solid. Confluence, yep. 
Like, I wish the white and green ones were better. Because I'm not playing either of those in my cube. Because they cost way too much, unfortunately. It feels like I would play the white one if it was an instant, but instant speed gain 15 life would probably be awkward for, I guess, Commander. It's like, I'm going to knock this guy out. It's like, okay, gain 15. And it's like, God, when will this game end? But I don't know. It's... I forget the green one is just like six mana and just underwhelming. And right. one of the modes is ramp. Like, okay, cool. I want to do that for six mana. That's like, yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. I wish I made beasts or something. Something nifty like that, but no, it, it just didn't. Or four, four beasts. I guess then you would just snap make three beasts for six mana. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that, that wraps up the, uh, the miscellane, the the sets that we the, didn't the catch up, the catch up cast. Yeah, no, no mustard. We got the, yes. the catch up. Beat me to it. Yeah, that was, you know, like I said, that was so it's a lot less time than I anticipated, just because we didn't read the cards out loud and talk about bad cards like Lone Rider or whatever, and. <laughs> Random other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. When's when's uh, Ether Revolt? Like that's what next weekend? Yeah, so not this weekend. The pre-release is next weekend. Next weekend, okay. So huh. it's the weekend of the thirteenth, fourteenth. Oh, okay. Huh. Weekend of the fourteenth. Nice. So I guess it was a good timing that we did this. Yeah, catch it up right, get it up right in time. So yeah. I should be able to hopefully update the, upload this before the next set comes out. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd that'd be nice. Yeah, I'll see if I can do that. So you have that'd anything cool. to to plug or whatever? I mean, you know, I'm just at this point, I'm just Anthony42 on Twitter, and uh, I actually was was going to write a a, a nice. I was like, man, I wish I could write something uh, like a magic opinion article somewhere. I don't know if I, you know, still have my writer's credit at, you know, at the, the last place where I wrote articles or not. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, I kind of have a lot to say. I'm like, man, it's a shame there's not a blog. Oh, I could just write it on the on the blog on the. Uh, I'd rather be cubing blog, even though it has nothing to do with cube, but at least. Uh, it's something. You know, at least it would be, uh, you know, some some new material that's up there. So yeah. I may do that sometime soon because it is actually cube-related a little bit. It's tangentially cube-related as far as my life goes. Yeah. So I, I may get around to doing that when I when I find some, some free time and feel like ranting. Yeah. So that works. So that's about it. Nice. There's not a whole lot. Uh, I, I wish I had other things to plug at this point. Uh, I'm going to be doing some some stuff with my school real soon. Some different uh, like fundraising type things because we're in desperate need of uh, instruments at the school where I teach. Our program is growing, and I just don't have enough instruments and things like that. But I don't have any of that quite set up yet. Hmm. Uh, not that anybody here would necessarily uh, donate, but you know, 
the, the more you tell people, the more they can tell people, and you know, you might actually every little bit helps. You know, even getting like you know one instrument for my program would would be a great help. So yeah, at some point, you know, if I can get that set up, I'd be more than happy to to share the details and if people honestly want to help. There's a lot of I'm getting a few things set up that are like basically like free donation things it's like uh you can link you know like there are like shoppers cards at supermarkets mm-hmm. you know you just like scan your thing and you earn points and then you get whatever or like money off of gas or you get whatever um apparently a lot of those stores now will allow you to set it up for a charity of your choice hmm. um all you do is like link your card to that charity and a portion of whatever you spend goes to that uh npo hmm. um so, and you can have school organizations as part of that, like band programs and choir programs and orchestra programs and stuff like that. Huh. So, uh, and it literally costs you nothing other than like a few minutes of your time to salt, to make sure that you link your card to the correct code for the charity. Oh, wow. Nice. So, so there, you know, there might be some of that coming. Nice. If people would be willing to do it, but That's none cool. of it's set up quite yet. Huh. But. That's that's the main focus of my thing that I'd be wanting to plug. Unfortunately, just not magic related at this point. Yeah. Uh, but but look for something. I think that I'm going to write that thing on the blog here fairly soon uh, regarding recent formats, I should say. So we'll see what happens. Nice. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all know where to find me on blog gathering magic. I'll be doing a review for for whatever this new set is called. Etherbolt? Yeah. The set seems qu- quite nice, by the way. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool things, man. Yeah. And I've been real impressed with the Kaladesh cards so far, so... You have or haven't? I have. I've liked a lot of them. Yeah. You like Pia? Pia Nalar? Yeah, like... like she's pretty innocuous. Like the vehicles. And, like yeah. the vehicles a lot. It feels like people haven't, like... Have come down on Sky Sovereign, but I still like Sky Sovereign. Yeah, Sky Sovereign's fine. You know, I, I really like uh, Fleet Wheel Cruiser. Yeah, freighter ho- or uh, whatever the copter, Raffle Copter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copter is super sweet, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few of them. I almost kind of want to run the one train too, the one that gets trampled on plus one plus one when you attack with it. So it's been in a couple three O decks. And the times I've asked the drafter, it's like, hey, how was it? They're like, I don't know, I never drew it. Uh, I was like, dang it. <laughs> I was like, just looking for some data. Yeah. Data. I was like, man. But yeah, like, uh, I'm, I'm trying it out. Like, it's, I don't know. It feels like in, in a lot of the aggressive decks, I would definitely want to play it. I just, just never, never shakes out that I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, do you think else like uh, Gonti? Like I've really yeah, Gonti's like, sweet. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of there there really wasn't a lot of people digging on it, but I was like, this card's sweet. Ca- cast all the things. Yeah, card was better than I thought it was once I had a chance to uh, once I had a chance to play with it a little bit. I was like, oh, this card's actually kind of cool. It's like I can choose. Like, I can cast this whenever, even when this inevitably dies very soon. Yeah. I think if it died, it would be pretty bad, but it doesn't, so you don't have to worry. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll cast Worm Coil Engine. <laughs> I'll cast this Elspeth or something. 
I'm looking through everything else, like Nissa's been Nissa's Vital Force has been pretty nice. Just as like a really big cough kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a weird analogy for a yeah, green card. Chandra's Chandra's great. Yeah, Chandra's sure, uh Sahili Ray is gonna be very good. Yeah, I've been uh, very happy with Sahili. As I as I said earlier. What else is there? I'm still I'm still uh, flipping through my cube just to see any Kaladesh stuff. Right, I'm just trying to I'm trying to like go through all the stuff we talked about and try to remember what it was. Like mentally. That we talked about. Obviously the vehicles are like the biggest impact thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, all the vehicles are at least the good the good vehicles are good, and I really hope they keep them going. Because like in the article where he there was an article like Rosewater or like Sam Stoddard was talking about it, and like it doesn't sound like it's evergreen. Like vehicles are evergreen. I'm just like, please let them be evergreen, especially since they're kind of nerfing down equipment. Well, right. So they they figured out the way to fix equipment, right? Yeah. Is that instead of the creatures wearing the uh, the pants, the creatures wearing the pants, the pants are wearing the creatures. Yeah, <laughs> the pants are wearing the creatures. Oh, that cultivator's caravan. That's another solid card. Yes, that one's solid too. Yep. I like that card. By the way, can we be done with dabbing yet? What's is that where like they like people stop and then like point or whatever? Yeah, they like put their arm up at an angle. Oh yeah, and like their face into it. Yeah, that's kind of like I'm over it. Yeah. I feel like it's only like the the domain of people who are just like slow on the uptake at this point. Yeah, it's pretty pretty dumb. The scrappy. I teach I teach high school. Too. Oh, scrappy scrounger is awesome. Yeah, that one's real good. Yep. That card's, a, that, card is, that card's a good one. It's Rashmi, which I've liked. Yeah, you've liked that one. Yeah. Gear, oh, Torrential Gear Hulk. Yeah, the gear, there's some Gear Hulks that are nice. Yeah, I've really liked Torrential Gear Hulk. Like, again, probable bias. But, uh, no, but yeah, yeah, Flash or whatever. No, but that card's real sweet. So it last works. night, I think I had, let me see how many targets I had in my red blue, like somewhat aggressive decks. I had, like, I had, uh, Dig Through Time. Which is like the best card to ever combine with Torrential Gear Elk. Uh, Force of Will, Cryptic Command, Char. That's it. Four targets. Ah. <laughs> that ain't gonna stop me though. I'll still do it. It was still great. It was like, okay, I'll cast Dig Through Time. But yeah, I've been very impressed with, uh, Torrential Gear Elk. Verter's Gear Elk as well. The, the green one. Yeah, I like the, I like the black one. Black one's pretty the more solid. I play with the black one, the more I like it. The white one's not bad. It's, it's all right. I f- it's angel the of whatever. The white one's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it's still solid. Yeah, it's still solid. The white uh, angel, angel of invention or whatever. That's solid. Yeah, I picked up one of those and I haven't tried it yet. I have, oh, I should say I haven't played it yet. Yeah. So. And I just flipped through my cube, so that's everything I've I know of at least. <laughs> Yeah, that's sweet. I definitely have been very impressed with uh, Sahili. I've I've heard some people say they haven't liked it, but I have. I, I've quite liked it. Yeah, that's that's about all I can think of really. Hopefully, I was about to say hopefully Ether Revolt has good stuff, but it already does as of as of uh, the time of recording. Like, there's been a bunch of stuff that's already been really good. It feels... I've heard people say this is, like, one of the most pushed sets in a while, and I don't know if that's true, but it's good. 
But we'll talk about it more on the next episode. Sure will. Yep. So you know what that means. Oh, there's only one last thing to do. That's correct. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Eldritch Moon. Take on the darkness. Whoa, darkness. Help. <laughs> what was that? It, it was the dark. It was scared of the darkness. Oh, 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 okay. It's very I thought scared. you were like singing some song on me or something. Oh no, it's just uh, scared. Just in generic scared of the spooky ghost. Yeah, pretty much. Might get trans- might get transformed into Eldrazi. Grow tentacles. There we go. Tentacles. It's a new year. Time to grow some tentacles. Right. <laughs> My New Year's resolution to grow more tentacles. I haven't made a New Year's resolution. I was thinking about it recently. I'm like, I haven't made a New Year's resolution in ages. Because I never keep them. Well, right, because it's got to be you know internally motivated, right? Yeah. You can't just be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make things. <laughs> I'm gonna grow more tentacles. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna a knit extreme knitting. Extreme knitting. Yeah. Do you like knitting? Yes. Hey kids, be the greatest advertising slogan ever. Extreme knitting. You like with on a scale of one to ten, with one being not so extreme and ten being super extreme. How extreme is your knitting? Uh, <laughs> I'll say zero because I don't actually knit. But God. if it was to be, hmm, that's a hard one. Uh, I don't know. Probably like five. Five extreme. A hey, toolcraft exemplar. I've tried that card. I've liked that too. Yeah, I like it in constructed. I'm not. I'm not convinced how good it is. It might be in cube yet, but it's. It seems like it might be all right. Yeah. By the way, I really want to try. I, I almost bought a, a foil Thraven Inspector last night. You should, because that card's yeah, good. Not. Yeah, I was just like, man, this card is just awesome. It is. It's it's probably. Like, I should probably just get this. It's very good. How much is? How much was it? I don't know. A few bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's been one of the better. It's been like, in it's been a very good part of like the white aggressive decks. Like I, I'm looking through. I'm seeing like a, a good amount of like three O decks where I was just like, okay. Play this thing. And it's so weird, like it's such an innocuous looking card where it's like, here's this woman holding some tentacles. Look at this stupid thing. That's a one two. Like, who wants a one two? But yeah, it's I've definitely been very impressed with it in Cube. It's I remember like being quite high on it when it was spoiled and people being like, This card sucks. I'm like, This card's good, try it out. They're <laughs> like, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> but yeah. I would suggest I was just getting one, a foil one. Then again, when it rotates yeah. out, you can probably get it for super cheap. Right. But That was my other thought. It's also, but then again, I'm super cheap, so I'm probably not the best, <laughs> best right. source. But, yeah, it's it's good. I give I give Thraven Inspector the thumbs up. Not thumbs up soda. Or the banana soda, which was surprisingly not terrible. That's so weird. I'm very surprised that soda was not terrible. But I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, that's nice. I'll take it. It's a pleasant surprise. Right, right, right. Take it, take it in a wind column. Yeah. I thought you were going to say wind condition. I'm like, yeah. Banana, yeah, I'm right. out. 
that's the uh, that's the name of a uh, the new uh, LGS that I've been mostly playing out here called Win Condition Games. Well, they're gonna say like the banana or something. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not called uh, uh, whatever the Coco. Oh, not games. not the Coco. Not the Coco games. <laughs> and has it been good that LGS Win Condition? Yeah. Yeah, nice. it's, been real, it's been real nice. They actually built a store cube. It's a promo cube, and it's only cards that have had promo printings of them. So things like Commander, things like promo cards, pre-release promos, you know, whatever that is, special printings. It only contains cards that have that. Wow, that's so that's pretty wild. So it's got some so it's got some interesting interactions and things like that, and some interesting cards you don't get to play ordinarily. Like the uh, uh, the the green white card from uh, Dragon's Maze that makes like a two two a three three and a four four. Oh, Tristani Summoner. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to play cards. You get to play cards like that that you don't uh, normally get to play with. So. Hmm. So yeah, so they they like Cube over there and they support it and uh, they run a bunch of different formats and it's nice. They do a good job. Nice. That's I don't awesome. know if any of them listen to this, but they should know that they do a good job. We can hope so. so. Well, cool, man. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Man. We will hope to record not again in like five months. Yeah, that'd, <laughs> that'd be nice. So hopefully uh, see you all out there in a couple of weeks for Aether Revolt. Aether Revolt. All right. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. Later. Peace.